This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. I'll be filling in for Kathy today. It is Friday, November 19th. Good morning. We'll begin with this story. The Camden County Health Department says thousands of residents may have been impacted after a Starbucks employee recently contracted hepatitis A. Oh, there you go. Officials say the employee handled food at the Starbucks located at 1490 Blackwood Clementon Road in Gloucester Township. The health department recommends any member of the public who patronizes the Starbucks facility on November 4th, 5th, 6th, 11th, 12th, and 13th to get a hepatitis A vaccine. Camden County Health Officer Pashal Anwako said the county health department has been working closely with the patient and the staff at Starbucks to address the situation. Our highest priority is ensuring that everyone involved remains safe and healthy. Uh, the patient is not currently working and close contacts have been identified. We encourage anyone who may believe that they were exposed to get vaccinated against hepatitis A by calling the county health department or your primary care physician. In Preston, they're recommending they get a venti vaccination. Oh. you got to get a biggie. Yeah. Uh, the food worker who contracted the virus is not currently working and health officials have identified all those who were in close contact with the worker. But officials estimate that as many as 4,000 people... <gasps> may Whoa. be impacted by this, yeah. Because the worker was, work, was uh, going for a series of days, yes. and uh, obviously they see a lot of business. Uh, the health department is offering free vaccinations to anyone who visited the Starbucks during that time period. The vaccines will be offered at the clinic at 508 Lakeland Road in Blackwood from 3 to 7 p.m. today and 9 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. tomorrow. Uh, and they said if you did come into contact with material that came out of the drive-thru or you went inside the building itself, you should absolutely get vaccinated. It's very contagious. Yeah. yeah, it is. Uh, hepatitis A is usually spread when a person ingests fecal matter, even in microscopic amounts, from contact with objects, food, or drinks contaminated by the feces or stool of the infected person. Uh, the health department recommends any member of the public who patronized that once again on these dates, November 4th, 5th, 6th, 11th, 12th, and 13th, you get the hepatitis A vaccine. Uh, signs and symptoms of hepatitis uh, can include the following fever, fatigue, loss of appetite, nausea, vomiting, abdominal discomfort, dark urine, clay colored bowel movement, joint pain, jaundice, which is yellowing of the skin or eyes. And health officials say symptoms of the disease surface two to four weeks after the exposure, although they can, in some instances, occur two to seven weeks after the exposure. Mm. Nice. Got to be aware. Yep. It's Hep C is the one that is a real uh, mother effer. Yeah. Uh, hey, you know, hep A and Hep B are nothing to, you know, mess with, but Hep C is the one that can really, really take you out. But you want to go and get uh, yep. a vaccination for Hep A on this one. SEPTA police said the suspects involved in a violent assault involving students on the Broad Street line will be charged with ethnic intimidation. According to the transit agency, the incident happened after school on Wednesday around 3.30 p.m. on a train near Erie Station. Video of the assault shows a female student yelling at another group of students sitting on the train. SEPTA Police Chief Thomas Nessel and the victims in the attack are Asian, said the victims in the attack are Asian, and the four suspects are African-American females. 
The altercation quickly escalated. In the video, one of the female students, now a suspect, is seen throwing a punch. The group of victims sit and try to shield themselves. One of the suspects gets into the face of another female student who is standing. Then the suspect's attention goes back to the students who are sitting. More obscenities are shouted, and then the situation turns more violent. The female student who is standing gets hit in the face multiple times. Then her head is slammed against the side of the train, and she is taken to the ground. She is punched and stomped on repeatedly. One of the suspects is seen taking off her shoe and hits the victim repeatedly. Then you hear someone's voice, and the video stops. Uh, Nestle said this was an attack based on ethnicity, and ethnic slurs were used by the attackers. On Thursday night, the Philadelphia District Attorney's Office approved charges of aggravated assault, ethnic intimidation, criminal conspiracy, civil assault, and other related offenses against four of the juveniles. One suspect has been charged with one additional count of robbery for an attempted theft of one of the victim's AirPods. And then we have a follow-up story from yesterday, a story yesterday. Two parents are facing charges now after a two-year-old boy accidentally shot himself inside a home in the Point Breeze section of Philadelphia, police said. Happened around 9.40 p.m. Wednesday in the 1700 block of South Cleveland Street. The family members told police the child was handling a gun when it went off and struck him once in the stomach. Police said the bullet exited through his back. Child's parents took him into her car and drove to Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, and he was placed in critical condition and taken into surgery, later upgraded to stable condition. Police found a hand uh, handgun in the upstairs bedroom on the floor next to the bed. Uh, Philadelphia Police Chief Inspector Scott Small said that the boy is very lucky to be alive. In addition to the boy and his parents, police said that there were two other adults and a six-year-old child inside the home at the time. Police said that the boy's father, 34-year-old Saul Rosario, was charged with endangering the welfare of a child, violation of Uniform Firearms Act, and other related offenses. Alexandra Aponte, who is the boy's mother, was charged with endangering the welfare of a child and other related offenses. Mm. Philadelphia Police Commissioner Daniel Outlaw raised, released a statement Thursday morning saying yet another one of our precious children has suffered a critical injury as a result of gunfire. While the manner in which the child was shot is still under investigation, it is already apparent that it, as a community, we must do everything as po- everything possible to ensure that our children are safe in their homes. All right, in sports this morning. Flyers lost to the Tampa Bay Lightning in an overtime shootout last night in South Philly, falling 4-3. to Claude Giroux scored his second of the game with only eight seconds left to force the overtime, but the Lightning were able to score twice in the shootout to get the win. The f*** is that? The Flyers will be at home again tomorrow night, and they'll host the Bruins. Puck's going to drop at 9. Game will be broadcast right here on WMMR. Sixers were on the road. They beat the Nuggets in Denver. Tyrese Maxey scored 22 points. Seth Curry added 20. And the shorthanded Sixers, who were still without Joel Embiid and three other regulars, beat the Nuggets 103-89 to end a five-game losing streak. Nice. Road trip out west continues tomorrow night with a game in Portland against the Trail Blazers. In Thursday night football, New England Patriots shut out the Falcons, winning 25-0 in Atlanta. Mac Jones threw a 19-yard scoring pass for the game's only offensive touchdown, and the Patriots' defense took care of the rest of the way into the uh, fifth straight win for them. And big news in baseball. Bryce Harper has been named the National League MVP. 
And Harper claimed his second MVP award and first with the Phillies, capturing 17 of the 30 first place votes from the Baseball Writers Association of America. The 29-year-old Harper became the fourth player since 2000 to win multiple MVPs before turning 30, uh, joining Mike Trout, Albert Pujols, and Alex Rodriguez. Mike Schmidt, the Phil's legend who won the MVP three times, presented the award nice. to Harper. Awesome. All right, yeah. and there you go. That's what I got for you this morning. Uh, it is uh, Friday. We're all excited about that. So we have some things lined up and ready to go today. We give away our Word of the Week prize, and that's just a nice, simple $500 cash prize. <laughs> right there, right for you to use. It's a beautiful thing. Money. And uh, we're having a comedian, uh, John Heffron, who's going to be on the show today. He's at Helium Comedy Club. So are we doing a Zoom thing with him or are we doing yes, a call sir. or what? Yeah. Well, you know, it's John. It'll be tactical Zoom. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. He's such a freak about that stuff. <laughs> uh, so we'll talk. We'll see what his latest yeah. prepper life is like <laughs> yeah. uh, when we talk to him later on He's this great. morning. He's great. He's awesome. Yeah. Man. Uh, so we'll talk to John around nine. Uh, and, uh, other than that, we, we have things to talk about, things to give away. So why don't we go ahead and take a break, come back in a second. And, uh, the entertainment report is up as you know. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see him too. Check out the weekly rush on Xfinity on demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. You want to win an autographed Eagles jersey, an ultimate tailgating package, 2022 Eagles season tickets, or just good old cash? You could win when you enter Acme Swoop In and win sweepstakes. All you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwin.com for your chance to be the next big winner. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles and MMR's Preston and Steve Show. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Beautiful sunrise this morning, and those of you early risers who've been up for, you know, a couple of hours by now, hopefully you had a chance to see the uh, eclipse. Very cool. That was really cool this morning. Yeah. I kind of, I did a double take. When I stepped out and uh-huh. looked up, it was, it was kind of an orangish weird color, and I, I was like, what the hell is that? I'm like... Did Jupiter move a lot closer uh, to the what's happening to the planet? It kind of freaked yeah, me like yeah, for yeah. a millisecond. Yeah. It freaked me out, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, the eclipse. Yeah. It was really cool." So it was yeah. sort of undersold a bit, and uh, yeah. I, th- I found it pretty impressive. Well, most people weren't going to be up for it, yeah. I guess, so, but uh, it's right in our wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah I'm not usually wowed by those things. Like I love a sunset or a sunrise, mm-hmm. but that one got me this morning. It was cool, right? I, yeah, driving in overboat house row, I was like, all right, this is pretty awesome. I hope you saw it. All right, so stupid question this morning, $150 Fogo to show gift card we're going to give away uh, for the answer to this question. What is the largest island in the contiguous United States? That's huh. an interesting answer. 215-263-WMMR. What is the largest island in the contiguous United States? Or is it contiguous? Contiguous. Contiguous. Uh, let's see if you know the answer. Exculpatory. Two one five two six three WMMR. I'll go through some birthdays today. We'll start with Dick Cavett. Oh my God! The television show host, the talk show host, and we had him in the studio one. We time. did. That was cool. So this, you got to remember that the day after Woodstock, he had those musicians in on his show. Yeah, he was he was so targeting the younger uh, viewership. Because Carson had everything else sold up, you know, he was just he was just killing. So he picked his deal and went for that, 
And it was, he, it, was, it was really cool. He was sort of counter-programming yep. and succeeding for a while. Did he have Forrest Gump on as a guest? He did. Okay. Yeah, he and Forrest and John Lennon together. That's crazy. Let us not forget. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Dick Cavett is 85 it's today. It's easy if you try. Uh, Adam Driver. Hey! Great actor. Celebrates his uh, 38th birthday today. He is really good. I, I, yeah. I, initially, I was like, well, all right, what's this guy's story? And he's done a lot now. Very mm-hmm. versatile. Yeah, I don't care for his character very much in The Force Awakens and nice. all that. No! Whiny bit. He's a whiny... Yeah. 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 <laughs> Why do they keep making these uh-huh. these Sith Lords and stuff all whiny little bitches? Vader had it nailed. Uh, t- well, I'm gonna yeah. kill you. Yeah. You can't do anything about it. But when Vader was young, he was a whiny He was a whiny bitch! bitch. Yeah. Wait, he we did... See, see what Luke they had was in common? Too. And Luke was too. And then right. he became an old farting fool on an yeah. island. Do you think? Do you think Yoda was a whiny little no. bitch? No, Yoda was always the man. I'm trying to figure out what movie this is that Connor pulled up a photo this from. This is House of Gucci. Yeah. Oh, uh, never the mind. forthcoming House of Gucci. Yeah. yeah. Never mind. Okay. okay. Why? What did you think it was? There was this other show on Netflix that I thought was him, but maybe it's not. Okay. Uh, so Adam Driver's 38. Jodie Foster has her birthday today. The great Jodie Foster, Nell. Uh, she is. Yeah, that's right. She's Nell. Oh my God. Gotta uh, get my Nell clips ready. Here we go. She's 59. Well, y'all gonna what? Yeah. Also, Tata. I like mm-hmm. Nell being Tata. I wonder what that script looked like. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. No, wonder, no, no, no. It's black. I wonder if it was written out that way yeah. or if she got to make up, you know, Nell is trying to say this. Yeah. And she yeah. just made it up as she went along. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. First take, she was like, Sai had a long bong bong. And they're like, no. Kong Kong, what are you, stupid? That's. The best one. Play that again, please, if you will. Sai Adelon Kong Kong. Yeah, The idea, yeah. as I remember, was that her, she lived with her grandmother, and her grandmother had uh, had had a stroke, and yep. so was not able to articulate properly, mm-hmm. and so that's how she learned English. But yeah, she, she was, was she was raised that way. Yeah. They, they were out in the middle of nowhere. Right. And then her grandmother died, and she ate her grandmother's body. I don't Did know it. if she ate her grandmother's body or not. <laughs> Did she win? She had a twin too that died, if you remember. Actually, oh. the crit the it was not a critical hit. It was okay. okay. Part of that also was the, the gibberish talk. Yeah, uh, they had said they had indicated, and that was you remember she had a twin as a as a, as a kid. That's right, oh. and, the, and the twins have twin speak. Twin That's speak. right, they right. speak their own weird little language. <laughs> so that was. Uh, I, uh, I need to watch. It. I've never seen the movie. Uh, it, Liam Neeson's interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. Remember, did that contest with Jay Wright, Buck, or Nell? And it was Steve. You played a whole bunch of clips from Nell. Jay and, uh, and then I think we played like some Milwaukee Bucks or something like that. Yeah. He, he did pretty well. He did. Yeah. Jody's fifty nine. So Tata, Adelaide. Actress uh, uh, Allison Janney. Great. Uh, she's excellent. She's unbelievable. Yeah, she's uh, 62. Today. On the show Mom, which I I end up watching virtually every night now because in the primetime schedule, it's either The Voice or some other, you know, t- <laughs> crap show. Uh, but uh, she, her, her ability to do comedy and to do straight-up drama. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she's one of those people that you, you have to see. Oh, yeah, that's right. She's acting. Yeah. She actually is not this person. I saw her in The Way Way Back recently. She's great in that. And I, Tanya, she just, oh. she was she, the, the standout in that movie. You know she's great in? Early role as the uh, one of the sales uh, uh, execs at uh, in Private Parts. That's right. She oh, yeah. yeah. Well, no, she's the, she's the general manager it, of the radio the station. Yeah, yeah. Because she's talking about, yeah, in the beginning of it, how they want to award a, a toilet for the largest bowel move. She's like, you can understand the logistics of that. 
Uh, so she's 62 today. Uh, it's Calvin Klein's birthday ah. uh, today. So one of the big biggies in the world of uh, design. He had a very aggressive ad campaign for a number of years. Like Brooke Shields was part of that. You remember all those controversial commercials? The Calvin Klein. Nothing comes between me and my Calvins. Yeah, they always flirted with yeah. uh, with controversy in, in the cab campaigns. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then there was that one that looked like they were auditioning kids for porn. You that, was that, really yeah. it was, that was really troubling. It was really It was like paneling on a wall in a basement and you... You're hearing an off-camera older voice, you know. Ask him weird questions. Yeah. Do you like your body? Yeah. yeah. Did any of you guys wear CK1? Uh, no. Wait a minute. The the, the no. clone? Yeah. Yeah, I think I did. Yeah, I, I think I remember having some CK1. Like late 90s. Something that was a like scent. That. Uh, Kevin Klein is 79 today. Ahmad Rashad, the uh, former NFL player and football announcer. Uh, 72 today. <laughs> Ex <laughs> of, of Felicia. Felicia yeah. yeah, that's the only thing I really... Know him as. Yeah. Uh, Meg Ryan uh, is turning 60 years old today. Oh, man. She just was the cutest. The girl next door. The absolute hot girl next door, door, but vivacious and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. She um, got seduced a little bit by the uh, lip filler and all that. Uh, I think she looks okay now. And only to say because there's no need to... Yeah, I guess it's easy for me to say when you you know in her realm you probably feel the pressure. Sure, sure. You keep know? working. Yeah, and yeah, all yeah. That. Sure. She's uh, sixty today. Uh, Ted Turner, the media mogul, eighty three. Alzheimer's, I believe. Is he? Uh, uh, is somebody has some or, sort of something or, or Parkinson's or, or something to be, that'll eventually be debilitating. He, he does have it. Yeah, but you know what he I created. Yeah, you know, I mean CNN was his yeah. was his brainchild, dude. He, sending up TV uh, on satellites. He was one of the earliest people to to get on board for that. Superstations. Yep. Do you remember these? I, I remember sitting at home in New York, and the Braves game would be on it. Yep. Why, why am I watching this? He, yeah. he really had foresight when it, yeah. when it came to the future of what television was going to be. Steve, I believe he is the largest single uh, landover, uh, landowner in Montana. He owns wow. like several hundred thousand acres Damn. Uh, out west. Yeah. And still cuts his hair, Justin, yes. with yeah. one of those. A flow beat. Yeah. 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 Uh, he is 83 today. Rocco Despirito, celebrity chef, 55 years old. And then the last birthday I saw is musician Matt Sorum. Yes, Guns N' Roses, Velvet Revolver, and uh, just solid drummer. He is uh, sort of thing. 61 <laughs> years old today. All right, let's see if somebody knows the answer to this uh, question. And it's definitely an interesting. What is the largest island in the contiguous United States? 215-263-WMMR. We're going to go to Chris. Hey, Chris, good morning. Good morning, guys. I, <laughs> ah, same to you, sir. Uh, Chris, what's the answer we're looking for? Long Island. Yeah, Long Island. Ah. You know, hang on a second, Chris. I grew up on Long Island. There was always the debate whether it was actually an island or a peninsula. Ah. Apparently, it's an island. Yeah. Uh, so we got a $150 Fogo to Show gift card for you. When you order at Fogo, you don't order an entree. You order a night of different things to taste and enjoy. Experience the carved <laughs> table side. Uh, get to Fogo to discover what's next. Uh, make a reservation for Center City or King of Prussia at Fogo.com. And don't eat a week before <laughs> no, you No. Honestly, you will spend a great part of that night sweating from all oh. the food you ate. Uh, Jennifer Lopez hasn't given up on love yet. The 52-year-old huh. actress told the Today Show that she is open to the idea of marriage. Well, with, with Ben Affleck, maybe. Of course, yes. While opening, Tell uh, me, will you take me as your husband? Uh, while discussing <laughs> her, will. her new... You don't give her much choice, do you? Uh, well, I've this... got this around Steven Singer. 
Uh, while discussing her new rom-com, Marry Me, she said, I mean, you know me. I'm a romantic. I always have been. Uh, the actress previously married three times, most recently to Mark Anthony, with <laughs> whom she shares two children and divorced in 2014. Uh, she is freshly reunited, of course, with Ben Affleck, which we know. Which is really cool. I, there we go. Uh, I really like her. I mean, I think she's, you know, she's sort of self-deprecating and, you know, that's... Uh, she was very diva-y for a while. Early, yes, you're for right. And then, really? then she evolved. Yeah, right at the beginning, yeah. around Jenny from the block. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I think that's since gone away, and she's kind of... Uh, uh, Jen said, I still believe in Happily Ever After, for sure, 100%. Uh, in the new film... Do you want a big wedding or a small wedding? Um, I don't know. You will. <laughs> in the new film, Lopez will play. Do you like a- this cake? Is this the cake we should have at our wedding? No. We will. <laughs> <laughs> He's very decisive. I guess so. Man, when they're making the wedding choices. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the new film, I want Shorty Long at our wedding. Oh my God! Jersey <laughs> horns. Texas Hold'ems. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> for a stretch, for whatever reason, I don't know who was calling. Uh, somebody on the show was calling him Shorty Long and the Texas Hold'ems. Is there a it's the probably Jersey Bill? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> always gets those names wrong. Uh, so anyhow, in the new film, Lopez will play pop singer who a pop singer marries suddenly after discovering her fiance cheated. I watched the trailer and I'm sort of in on it. Okay, it, you know I'm a sucker for a good. Uh, I guess that's why I, I roll over so easily for the Hallmark. Yeah, uh, movies. You know? Oh my God! It, you know what? It's not even Thanksgiving. And I am so sick and tired of those things being on in my house. Right. We live in different oh worlds when it comes God. to that. I, I, Rochelle I, has done nonstop, twenty four hours a day. I can't. I leave the room. I can't stand it anymore. Tell her if she wants. She can text me as she's watching, and we can have a. We can Listen, have a, she can I watch move all in the with time. you guys for <laughs> a couple of months if you want. I can't stand it. Claire and I will watch, and uh, she is. She's like right, she's a little bit more reticent. But uh, we we you play the game. You try to guess the plot points. Uh, you do a drinking game, but with hot cocoa. You're never offered hot chocolate in these movies. You're always cocoa. offered. You was like some hot cocoa. I yeah. I can't. I, yeah. I, I, no, I understand. I've tried. No, I, I have tried, and there are times where I'm like, okay, I'll sit down and I'll watch this, and I just oh, it's Man. just. I was where you were. I, I completely understand. And then something happened. I don't know what it was. Nothing's going to happen to me. Yeah. Uh, Saturday Night Live star Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian are officially an item. Whoa! Wow! Page six is reporting. <laughs> Marissa thought that was really funny. <laughs> I like Casey's reaction to it because these things are just, I can't take it. It's like, really? Page Six is reporting that the two are a couple, despite their individual reps declining uh, to comment on the relationship. And uh, Kardashian is yet to finalize her divorce, of course, from uh, Kanye West, uh, despite filing yeah, a couple. that in February. So, Well, uh, yeah, the holding hands and hanging out and taking trips together. And, so, I mean, that, that's... They're, they're not, as Kathy would say, they're not playing part cheesy. The the big announcement there I did at the top is, keep in mind, this is page six saying yes, this. Right. They have not confirmed this. So right, right. It's still up. They're not insta-official yet? Not no, insta-official. No. Uh, they actually are. Didn't they post that picture of well, them with Flava Flav on yeah, Instagram? But insta-official means, right. yeah. you know, snuggling, canoodling, All right. yeah. stating All right. it as well. So not just pictures together. Wow. I just can't believe this outfit. She was like wearing a bodysuit and then pulls her... Sweatpants down so you see the top of the bodysuit. Okay. 
Is that a faux pas? I don't know. It's weird. Okay. Like starting a trend, but... No. Haley Steinfeld will join the Marvel Cinematic University as... University. Universe as Kate Bishop wow. in Hawkeye. Which is next week. Uh, the actress told Variety, it's really a privilege to be able to play a character that could in any way possibly inspire anyone. Uh, she <laughs> That's said, a broad... Uh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Conceivably, uh, it could inspire someone. Someone she, who wants to be a hawk. She said... Uh, oh! <laughs> I inspired that guy. Uh, that's like uh, Mark Wahlberg's character. Yeah, over there? <laughs> I, 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 I did that. <laughs> what were you going to say, guys? In the other guys. He's like, just let me fly. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Wahlberg. Did you ever yeah. see that movie? I did not. It's, it's ridiculous. Oh, wait, it's, it's, Will it's Adam McKay. Uh, his wife in that is... Uh, uh, oh, um, it's oh one. Eva... Eva Mendez. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. And, and she's super hot, and, and uh, he treats her like crap, like uh, yeah. the old ball and chain. All right, so she said, uh, Kate Bishop is a character that I would have loved to have had growing up. Somebody who is completely ambitious, driven, and disciplined, and takes it upon herself to do whatever it is she has to do to achieve her goals. Uh, she said, I am very excited for people to meet her. Uh, the first two episodes of it's Hawk... It's her. What's that? It's her, right? She's playing the character. Yes, but okay. she means her character. She oh, looks okay. excited, very excited for people to meet her, the character. Uh, the first two episodes of Hawkeye will do- debut November 24th on Disney+. Plus. Very excited. So uh, if they're rolling them out, what are they... Six episodes, eight episodes, do we know? Uh, I don't know. They've been doing at least eight, so... Um, and... I, you know, now people aren't doing the just you know the yeah. like Netflix is the only Which one who just dumps it. I'm, I'm fine. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fine okay with, the with you out. parsing it out for me. Uh, yeah, and so uh, there've been nothing has been horrible, uh, and there's been some great stuff in these uh, various shows that they're rolling out. Um, some I've liked less than others. Uh, the reviews on this are, are pretty damn good. So yeah. I'm very excited. It says at the uh, bottom that it is a two episode premiere on the 24th. Yep. So at least we get two out of it. I can, you can't keep me cooped up in here, okay? I am a peacock. You gotta let me fly. <laughs> the hell is that? That's what yeah, I was talking about with the other guys with okay. uh, Mark Wahlberg. I thought that was a clip. You gotta let me fly. He's like, ah! oh, okay. All right. So he makes <laughs> a noise after that? Yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Nick, what is this picture you pulled up? There was a press conference yesterday. Harry Steinfeld. Yeah, yesterday, the day before. So the next uh, Marvel Marvel phase, like five or six, is going to include the Young Avengers. And uh, it's sort of an unkept secret in in the Marvel Universe. But um, Kevin Feige, she was asked about it. Haley Steinfeld was asked about it. She turned around and looked at Kevin Feige, and he sort of gave her this look of... You're not allowed to talk about it yet. Oh, wow. okay. So, and then okay. she turned back to the press conference and, and did her due diligence and didn't say anything. But eventually, she and her character are going to be in the next phase of the Marvel Universe. God. There's all sorts of things that they can't keep contained yeah. now because as they have these various press conferences, the trailer for She-Hulk has her wearing a Fantastic Four right. outfit. Yeah, and Steve, right. and the, the kids from... Um, uh, WandaVision are yeah. also going to be in the Avengers. Yeah. 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 So all, all right. of these things are going to continue to come together. So, uh, you know, and I was having this discussion with uh, Murph er- earlier this week because I did see um, what's the latest one that came out? Shang-Chi? Shang-Chi. The Eternals. Yeah. Okay. And so at a certain point, they're going to have to put an end to the storyline because at a certain point, because this universe is so big, when you go back to Iron Man, and that was like super believable, and no superheroes existed. And now, it, it, with the Eternals and all this other stuff, it's like, 
Well, who's not a superhero um, on this planet? You know what I nah, mean? Nah, they, they don't have to put an end to it. No? No, the comics have been going on for decades. They continue to go but on. But the thing with Iron Man is that it was like, oh, well, this is believable. And then in Shang-Chi, when they had flying dragons, I'm like, oh, come on already. Well, here's the deal. Here's the deal. But, they, they all live in, and, and it, it's what actually eventually happens when you do the comic books. There are many comic book, like The Eternals, I never paid attention to. I read my other comics. So I think there you might find more of a, a bifurcation, as they say, where people cut off. And say, oh, I'm just going to follow this line of movies, yep. mm-hmm. and that it would be very similar to the comics, right, yep. Preston? Yep, agreed, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. So they can, they can keep it going, and I don't see them ever tying it up and ending it because it's a, it's keeping Hollywood alive. Yeah, totally. And no, yeah. no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying reset. If you can do a reset, because at a certain point, like the reality, like the the part uh, that. Uh, that appealed to me was that oh my gosh this like almost seems real in a world like this like there was if somebody yeah. existed like this but then you you go to the next world where okay you have all of these people with their different powers who could take who yesterday we were talking about would Doctor Doctor Manhattan. Manhattan be yeah. the, the mm-hmm. most uh, the, the strongest but I would say this I was having this discussion because Nick Murphy's the one you go to have the discussion with uh, about you know. When we start to hit that glut level where I find myself going, ah, I'll wait for this one. I don't need to see this one right now. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And totally. so I'm, I'm kind of in that realm now. I still get excited for some. I mean, you, you know the the next, the Batman. I'm, I'm, I'm you know, my, my, my car's outside running right now. <laughs> yeah. I, I was just, uh, that whole time you were, you were talking there, I was... I was I, the, focusing on the fact that two grown ass men were talking about how pow- who is the most powerful superhero. I know, I know. Yeah, you know, we, yes, <laughs> I know. Because I've had the conversation the- with your children. <laughs> that's what we talk about. That's what we talk about. Yeah. This show because we're rock and roll, man. That's right. Uh, all right, I'm going to add this uh, story to entertainment news because things are kind of light in entertainment news. But Gorilla Glue Girl. Oh, yeah. oh that's the thing still? Oh, it, well, oh, it just took a whole other level. Yeah. Oh, did it? A whole other level. Gorilla Glue Girl, you know, she put the Gorilla Glue yeah. in her hair. She thought it was a hair product. And, <laughs> and it, it was it, it, it was an interesting story. It's funny as hell. Yeah. Her name is Tessica Brown. And she is releasing her very own song, remixing oh, okay. snippets from her original viral TikTok video with additional lyrics that she raps. The song is called Maher. Maher. Yeah. And from what I understand, the people behind... <laughs> Some of Nicki Minaj's stuff helped produce. No, they they did not. They, okay. they did not get in touch with her. Ah, they reached out to her. Okay, Nicki did not get back. Why in would touch she with her. seize on this opportunity? Well, here's the deal. Uh, Nicki had mentioned her in a song. Ah, uh, Gorilla Glue Girl in her song Fractions, uh, which is one of my favorites. And so they reached out to Nicki Minaj, and uh, they have not heard back from her. We should have an audio clip of Mahair. Yeah, well, if you're uh, interested. Yeah, we do not. Have that just yet? Uh, Marissa can get to it. So, the um, uh, TB's manager, TB is Tessica Brown. Yeah. Oh. Those in the know. Yeah, Gina Rodriguez says that uh, Tessica recorded it in Hollywood last month, and the track was put together by independent music producer and engineer Phil Valley. Uh, apparently, Tessica wrote this jam all by herself. And it is the first time that she's ever rapped. Her and Tan Mom are going to do some Indigo Girls songs at the Bridge Benefit. Oh, well, that's cool. She can't go and try and be known as TV. Tessica is already fine, right? There's nobody else that I've ever heard of named Tessica. I don't know if it's her doing that. This is just written in the story this way, and I was having a little fun with it. All right, good. Because there's already two other TVs. You don't disparage that name. Yeah. Who are the other TVs? Terry Bradshaw and Tom Brady. Those are the only (laughs) TVs. 
Has Terry Bradshaw released a song about his hair? It's it's called not <laughs> no hair, no not hair, not my hair. Nail pattern baldness. He got my hair. <laughs> you know, Terry Bradshaw is the one person that if you did a claymation figure of him, would look exactly like he looks in real life. Right? <laughs> oh my God! All right, we're ready with the. All right, song. here's my hair. My hair. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> What's it about? Wait, I didn't get my headphones on yet. Play it again. Uh, okay. Yeah, here we go. My hair. Are we sure that this is it, or or this is one? Because it says there have been a lot of remixes that have been made over the past several months. Uh, this is the official one that was going to be. That's what they said. Okay. All right. It's I don't know. I'm, I'm not well versed in my hairness. <laughs> well, she apparently raps on it, and I don't hear. This is all just samples. It's, yeah. It don't move. It don't move my hair. You hear what I'm telling you? It don't move. Almost went in a panic. When there I ran go. out, I got ahead. I problem. I had to use the Gorilla Glue just to solve it. Over from silky to solid. Tried to wash it with everything I could think of, but nothing was making progress. I was stopping with the dude. Mm. Okay. It's great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, listen, I've heard worse. So I he's entered the ranks better. of, you so dumb. Yeah. I listen you are to so a, dumb. I listen to, I, and I don't want to say I listen to a lot of rap, but my son does. And as a result, I end up listening to a lot of rap. You think okay. he like this? No. You no, are so dumb. It's bad. It's bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it, I, it, what I'm trying to get is, and I, I, I really, if you stop and think about it, it's a shame that the Call of the Wild movie was released when it was, because this would have fit perfectly on the soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. Mahar. <laughs> All right. Uh, what else? We have? Like I said, it was kind of a light day today. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jonah Hill will be grateful for his next yes. act. Yes. Uh, the super bad star is set to play Grateful Dead guitarist Jerry Garcia in a biopic directed by Morton Scorsese. So for me, I think this is actually very good casting, but I think the one you'd have to go to to ask, is this appropriate, would be Pierre Robert. So wow. I'm curious as to what he would think of this. Yeah. Uh, so Hill will be co-producing the film for Apple TV. Uh, the movie, which does not yet have a title, is being made with the permission of the man and the group's management, although the film will be Scorsese's first musical biopic. He has a history with the dead, uh, having been an executive producer in the 2017 documentary Long Strange Trip. And he's also done docs about George Harrison, Bob Dylan, and, of course, he did The Last Waltz which about is the band. One of the greatest concert movies yeah. ever made. Uh, I did see a funny tweet about this. It says, that, you know, Jonah Hill's going to play this. Martin Scorsese's going to direct. But Martin Hill still open it up with a, with a Rolling Stone song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm okay with this casting. The thing about Jerry is that he was a gentle soul. Yeah. And, I, you know, I hope that uh, Jonah can tap into that. I think so. And then I'm really interested to see who they pick for the other bandmates. Uh, Who's you know, playing McLovin? <laughs> McLovin. No, but, like, um, uh, one name that I saw out there for, for um, Weir would have been, like, Bill Hader. I'm like, okay, I, I like that yeah. one. All right. How about Chris Hemsworth? <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> It'd be funny if he meets like uh, John Mayer as a baby. Oh my God! Case, um, did you ask Mickey Hart about Long Strange Trip when he was in studio? I don't remember. I think you did, and he hated it. If I'm remembering correctly, oh, you, really? I, I think you brought it up in the interview, and he was he he trashed it a little bit because he thought it was an inaccurate inaccurate representation of the oh, band. But and, it's a Documentary, yeah, and well, you, it's a really long, in-depth documentary, and you were raving well. about it, yeah. but I don't think he cared for it it's at funny, all. Funny because I never finished it. Okay, uh, yeah, it, you know, it was just so long, and then I had forgotten about it. Look at so here's a perfect example. We've been talking about Let It Be, the documentary film, mm-hmm. which which 
paints an entirely different picture from what we're learning in the new Peter Jackson film. Right. Get, uh, back, get back. Of that same time period. So a documentary can have yeah. an angle to it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so Jonah Hill in uh, in that role should be pretty cool. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm excited. Uh, sort of. Miramax <laughs> is suing Quentin Tarantino over plans to release non-fungible tokens or NFTs based on Pulp Fiction. Uh, this whole non-fungible tokens thing is like, I'm still trying to wrap my mind around it. I Yeah, I know. I, I, I mean, I can play with my Batman figures. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but can you play with a, you know, a, a digital a, representation of that? No. I don't know. Tarantino announced plans earlier this month to release uh, seven NFTs based on the film, including scenes from an early script that were cut from the final version. The NFTs will also contain Pulp Fiction art and commentary from Tarantino himself. Miramax says that it sent a cease and desist letter to the director after the announcement uh, to no avail. Uh, The studio claims that it is in discussions about forging NFT partnerships based on its library of films and that Tarantino's agreement devalues those efforts. I can see that. Let me ask you, because I was having this discussion the other day, and the answer I gave to the person sort of shocked him. Your favorite Tarantino film of all time? It depends. I think the one that I get the most enjoyment out of is probably Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. Okay. Really? I mean, Pulp Fiction is the one that that was like, "Whoa, what was that?" Yeah. And mm. this is a whole different way of doing cinema. Or, I hear or, you. Or watching no. movies, and, and I and I I think that that one to me is most impactful. But the one I like going back to and watching and the scenes and I get a kick out of is probably Inglorious Bastards. And then this will surprise you. Probably my second favorite, Django Unchained. Really? I love that movie. My love first that movie. favorite of all time of all the Quentin Tarantino. And this is what got the reaction. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I figured you'd say that. that. That movie. Yeah, I'd put. I'd probably put that in third for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I, I really. Antonio I like... Margarita. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I like Django a lot. It's a good movie. They're yeah. all good. I mean, they're. I, I, he has... only, only the Hateful Eight. Uh... I like the Hateful Eight. It's just you know, listen. It's classic long take. Uh, yeah. You know, conversation. Quentin Tarantino, but. Uh, he hasn't missed, right? No, he hasn't there hasn't been even, a disaster. Even Jackie Brown, yeah. you know, is I think. Well, if you know, if you understand what Jackie Brown is, which is that homage to the 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 the, uh, the, the out of the seventies, what they used to call black exploitation films, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and it's it's totally like spot on. Um, you know, it's funny. Nick Murphy will have a freaking heart attack when I say this because now that I've uh, that I know the movies and I've seen them enough times, right? Uh, there are really, like in Django, there are really long, sweeping musical moments, yeah, yeah. where they're just it's just a uh, a setup to the the tone right. of, of a transition, maybe. And I can fast forward through those now because I know exactly. <laughs> I, I don't have to. I don't have to deal with that now. And that, that's going to take about a half hour off the movie. That would for kill. Me. Like like it, in two thousand one, that monkey part in the beginning. I just I yeah, like, well, you know what happens. But, yeah. You know what happens. <laughs> let's get to the let's get to the dialogue. Let's get to the interaction, man. Where are the pictures? Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, he, they're they're trying to stop him from uh, from doing that. And then let me see one more thing. I thought this was kind of neat. Uh, Lavar Burton has found a new game show. Uh, that he'd like to host. Burton has uh, teamed up with one E1 to develop a TV game show adaptation of the classic board game Trivial Pursuit. Okay, so I um, I enjoyed seeing him on Jeopardy, but I don't think he was very good as a host. I don't but think he I was think right for Jeopardy. In the right show, I think he'd be really fun. Yeah, he will host and executive produce the project via his LeVar Burton Entertainment Banner. Comes after he hosted uh, Je- Jeopardy, of course. 
Um, and no broadcaster is currently attached to this. Trivial Pursuit has uh, become a television show before. Yes. A uh, freeform pr- uh, precursor, The Family Channel, ran a series hosted by Wink Martindale in uh, 1993 that was loosely based on the game, while a syndicated version, Trivial Pursuit America Plays, Ran uh, in 2008 and 2009, but they're gonna they're gonna make a run at uh, we, at this again. We should send over a proposal to Lavar Burton to create a TV show based on Preston Elliott's rock trivia mm-hmm. game that no one would play. Yes, with. yes. <laughs> please. Uh, how did he do on Jeopardy? He was serviceable. Yeah, I think he. I honestly feel he was nervous, and I think that that because mm-hmm. there was such a a weight placed on the fan. Um, Effort to get him on that hosting position. And his yeah. own effort. And his own effort. I just think it yeah. sort of overwhelmed him. I, agree. I don't think he had the uh the proper warmth that you want from a host of that show. Now he he was great on Reading yeah. Rainbow with yeah, that yeah. type of thing. Uh but I just think this particular format doesn't suit his personality. And I think what was happening is, is he was so concerned with servicing all of the mechanics of the show right. that that part of him that you really wanted to see never really made it through. Yeah. And well, he I, should have won the visor. Uh, it is. Wouldn't that be great? Or Jordy LaForge Pfizer. Uh, it's Friday. That means there are movies to talk about. All right, we'll begin with this one. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Comedy fantasy with Paul Rudd, Finn Wolfhard, and Bill Murray, to name a few. When a single mother and her two children move to a new town, they soon discover that they have a connection to the original Ghostbusters and the secret legacy their grandfather left behind. Uh, It is two hours, four minutes long, rated PG-13, released in theaters only. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 63%. Got this text message from Craig Legans on Monday evening after he saw it. He says, saw Ghostbusters Afterlife last night. I can't say this word. Effing awesome. The greatest Easter egg hunt movie in movie history. Wow. Haven't cried at the end of a movie like this since Endgame. Grade A, two thumbs up. Wow. That's what well, I would trust says. Craig's opinion. I do. All right, also opening this weekend is King Richard. It is a biography and drama. It stars Will Smith, John uh, Barenthal, and uh, Sinea Sidney. Uh, the plot is, armed with a clear vision and a brazen 78-page plan, Richard Williams is determined to write his daughters, Venus and Serena, into history. Training on Compton, California's neglected tennis courts, rain or shine, the girls are shaped by their father's unyielding commitment and their mother's balanced perspective and keen intuition, defying the seemingly insurmountable odds and prevailing expectations laid before them. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, running time is two hours and 26 minutes long. Rated PG-13 in theaters and streaming today, 93% Whoa. score so far. Good score. You know, I wonder, uh, again, in this case with this guy and, uh, say, Tiger Woods, is his father, um, you can't argue with the results. But I wonder, you know... Uh, at um, what cost? At what cost? I know. Well, so you always heard negative things about Tiger Woods' dad, but I never heard it about Vina and Serena's father... Did I don't we, know. Or was it just never? I haven't heard much about Venus and Serena's dad. This will be my first uh, yeah. dive into that. Vena. She, Vena, Vena and Serena's. Yeah. Yeah. Serena's. <laughs> uh, sorry, it was funny. All right. <laughs> it was, it's like Ert and, uh, Ert and Bernie. No, it's Bernie and Ert. <laughs> Friday. Serena's. 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 Serena's is taking the court. 
playing against Bert. <laughs> what? It's <That's> Bert. <laughs> Correction, Ert. <laughs> but Vina is playing Bernie. Vina is on court two. With Bernie. Bernie. With Bernie. Mixed doubles. Yeah. With a puppet. Also opening this weekend is Tick, Tick, Boom, a musical biography, and it stars Andrew Garfield, Alexandra Ship, and Bradley Whitford. An adaptation of the autobiographical music by Jonathan Larson, who revolutionized theater as the creator of Rent. And the film follows John, a young theater composer who's waiting tables at a New York City diner in 1990 while waiting what he hopes will be for the next uh, great mu- American musical. Uh, it is rated, I'm sorry, it's an hour and 55 minutes long. It's rated PG-13. It's in theaters and streaming today. And Rotten Tomato scores 86%, so that's a solid one, too. First so thing my daughter texted to me this morning, Dad, we are watching this tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you mm-hmm. know what? It's probably something that we will watch as well this I'm, weekend. I'm very, yeah, likewise, because I am a big fan of Rent. I know, Preston, it's, it's your absolute favorite. Uh, and and uh, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda, this is his, I think, his directorial debut for and a you're, movie. You're going to see uh, Andrew Garfield like you've never seen him before. Like uh, in like... a Spider-Man costume. <laughs> Uh, no, we saw that before. Oh, okay. Hey, um, where, what uh, streaming service? Anybody know? I- I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, yeah. I think Netflix. Track that down. All right, uh, we also have clips for you this yeah, morning. Netflix, so. Netflix person. All right, thank you. Yeah. Uh, the magic of Encanto blessed every child in the Madrigals family, except, <laughs> you can tell I read this cold, <laughs> uh, except Maribel, who... Maybe the last hope to save magic power in Encanto. Uh, in this clip, director Byron Howard talks about why they chose Columbia as the movie setting. I want to know All that. Things seem to kind of keep pointing back to Columbia, not only because it is this cross-section, this crossroads of culture and music and wonderful ethnicity and diversity, um, but also because it was the birthplace of magical realism. That kind of heightened storytelling to inspire Encanto and in the way we're talking about this family and family roles. So it felt very organic. Is there uh, some of the, uh, 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 you know, just improv that you have been known, to, uh, been come to known as? So, so this is a an animated film. Yes. Actually, uh, the, the coming attractions do look really uh, good for this. It's in uh, theaters next Wednesday. You know what animated movie we watched um, a, a few months ago that I had never seen before that I really, really liked was a movie called The Book of Life. Did you guys ever yeah. see that? No, I didn't. Wait, no, wait, hang on a second. Is it? Um, what's it the takes one? place in in Mexico, and it's not uh, the one where the kid uh, it goes into the afterlife. No, that's Coco, but it's similar. Cow, cow. Th- it's okay. similar themes. It is, um, okay. and I was really surprised at how much I really liked that, and I'd never heard of it. I mean, like you pretty much know all the really great animated movies that come out, but this one I recommend if you haven't seen it yet. It's called The Book of Life. Very nice. Came out in Nick. Does it? Two thousand fourteen. Yeah. Oh I, wow. I, I was not aware of that. No one made me aware of it. I thought I made me aware of All right, let's do <laughs> the next clip. Hey! <laughs> Richard Williams is determined to write his two daughters into history by shaping their unyielding commitment and keen intuition in King Richard. And in this clip, Will Smith talks about why he took on the role of Richard Williams. There there was an interview that Venus was doing, and it's a famous interview where, where Richard Williams um, snaps on the reporter, and when the, the opportunity to be a part of this came up, that was the first thing that I remembered. I knew I wanted to show a father protecting a daughter like that. Richard. Uh, King Richard, <laughs> the story of Vena and Serenus is out <laughs> today. 
And we have a screening of that, actually. Or what are these? Uh, Fandango. Oh, Fandango passes. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, and also a $50 gift card from uh, or for Venus Williams Sports Clothing Brand uh, 11. So let's take callers 7 and 8, and we'll set you up with those. 215-263-WMMR, and you will get a Fandango pass to see uh, King Richard and that $50 gift card for uh, 11. 11! 11, which is Venus... <laughs> Or uh, uh, Vina's uh, sports clothing brand. What is it again? Vina and Serena's. Yeah, it's Serena's favorite number, but but it's Vina's brand. Yeah. Okay, right, and there you go. That's what I have uh, in the entertainment report this morning. All right, we're gonna take a break. We'll come back in a moment. John Hefron, who's gonna be at Helium Comedy Club tonight, tomorrow night, is gonna be checking in with us. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. WMMR celebrating 40 years of Pierre on the air. From the day he arrived in Philly, Pierre Robert could always be found where the bands were. And whether it was a club, concert hall, arena, or stadium, he was present for the very best moments in Philly rock history. The tradition continues to this day at the Ardmore Music Hall with Pierre Presents. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to WMMR the Revivalists. Ladies and gentlemen, rival sons, a great pleasure to welcome back to Philly and to MMR, KG Elephant. Ladies and gentlemen, J. Roddy Walston and the business. Please welcome to WMMR, Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats. Please welcome the Dropkick Murphys. Oh, my God. And so it is from 93.3 WMMR, we ask you to welcome the Struts. God bless Pierre Robert. The tightest show in radio. Congratulations from all of us at MMR. It is Friday. We are looming upon a wonderful holiday next week of Thanksgiving, so I think we need to talk about food in the form of the connoisseur. It's time to whip out your connoisseur. Mm. We're going to let off the hook today. You won't have to wear your hat. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I like the hat, but just not over my headphones. And because your headaches. Yeah. Uh, so, if you thought that the charcuterie board trend was on the way out, think again. For Thanksgiving, there's a new one. Pie boards. So, I saw this. to take over. I, uh, to me, that's kind of like just a pie sampler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think there is a, a, um, a certain thing with the cheese and, uh, you know, meat charcuterie board, which is kind of what it really means to me. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but uh, I don't know. What do you guys think? Oh, I love the idea. Uh, but it, it'd be I, huge, though, wouldn't it? It's difficult. What's that? You, you just do little, like, little, like... Yeah, you do miniature ones. Okay. Oh. Yeah, you do miniature pies, little, okay. little single-serving pies, and you make a whole ton of them. It'd be a pain in the butt as far as making, making those go. Yeah, right. this is just like a dessert spread. Yeah. Uh, yes, but... Well, yeah, but I mean, you put it together. Do you normally do a dessert spread? Usually desserts are like one person brings yeah. a dessert. Sure. This is one person has created a whole pie board. Yeah, it's a crap uh, load of work. You're right. Up, upon themselves. I yeah. would do this, but just like pre-slice the pie into like tiny little slivers. No, that's okay. pretty, yeah, like, that's how I do eat, that. That's how I eat pumpkin pie on Thanksgiving. I just keep cutting <laughs> tiny little slivers. You don't eat the whole pie at once? <laughs> well, <laughs> until I pretty much ate like two slices and haven't realized it. But like, it's really hard to do with an apple pie because you need like a good chunk of apple pie. But like, it's all sliver. about the presentation though. You know, right? So I think that's what they're going for. And so if you yeah. are going about presentation, uh, then you need to have the smaller pies. 
I'm right. not doing that. You know, I'm, I'm, I'll buy it when Mana would come in here and bring the samples, like little little cubes, basically that they yeah would, they, they cut would, those up, right? Yeah. And right. so to yeah. me, that would make sense to do it that way. Well, this is not what that is. So here's Bastards. the deal: it says uh, the very do-it-yourself dessert without being too overwhelming. It says to make one, just bake a few different kinds of cutely decorated miniature pies. Oh, just do that. And arrange them on a large board with bowls of whipped cream and caramel and fill out the presentation with apple slices and grapes. And ranch dressing. That's what they're saying is going to be kind of a new trend for Thanksgiving. I I agree with you, though. I think that's far more work. Though, though, lest we not forget, you baked your last charcuterie boards. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so if you want, I mean, you know, if this is your thing, then 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 that's and that's what you're bringing to the uh, to the party. Yeah, uh, then that's all you have to focus Here's on. The deal. It's unnecessary, uh, but if you're all about gramming your stuff, then go ahead and knock yourself out and do uh, uh, this. I, so here's what I say, case to that. Uh, I say it like I like the trend, like Harvest does with the little desserts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a sampler of desserts, and that's almost on in line with this. But those are in cups, right? And those not, are those yeah. are pies, basically many of them, right? And uh, so you have that. So I could see that. That's kind of a that's an eye opener for people, but it does require a an ass load of work. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you mentioned mana, mana, and today is the last day to order your mana pies. Yeah, so that's at manapie.org. dot org. All right, all right. Uh, other things. How about this? Uh, how about some booze? Ah. Uh. Okay. Bird. Now you're talking. Bird of courage. <laughs> right, Steve. Woo! <laughs> you left me hanging. <laughs> Bird oh. of courage is a roasted turkey flavored whiskey. A small batch release from Tamworth Distilling, the New Hampshire distillery founded by Philadelphia marketing provocateur Stephen Grass or Grassy. I'm not sure how you say his name. Uh. Grass or Grassy or whatever his name is. What's your name? Who in 1989 launched the Center City ad agency now called Quaker City Mercantile. Has uh, spent his recent years growing spirits, focused lifestyle brand, art in the age. That's what it's called, art in the age. Uh, The rural New England distillery has developed a reputation for spinning out tiny batches of high-concept products. Uh, In 2018, they had beaver butt whiskey, (laughs) and then they had a venison-flavored whiskey as well. So it's these novelty things to try and get you to purchase them. Any interest on your side? Well, a review, uh, Marissa sent me this article. I'm not sure what publication it was from. I think it was from Billy Penn. Okay, well, the reviewer wrote uh, that it's actually not something to be overlooked, that it's actually really, really good. Ah. Uh, And in fact, he or she said, there's a rich array of aroma, including hints of dried fruit. On the first taste, I caught a passing hint of what is meant to be turkey, farm-raised near the distillery, though there's only so much flavor that comes through at this high proof. But the roasted turkey label seems to be more marketing than a defining characteristic. The taste I found most present was cranberry, still subtle, but tangy and autumnal. Will you sit down for a uh, glass of whiskey now and then? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, quite. Very much so. (laughs) Preston, I want to take you to Art in the Age. It's in Old City. It's right on 3rd Street. You would have a trip. Like, the first time I walked into that place, I was like, oh, if I need to buy Preston a gift, I'm buying it here. Like, they have all the little whiskey... uh, accessories, okay. if you will. Um, and it's just a great little cocktail bar. It's really cool. Okay. I'll check it out. Yeah, I would try this. I don't know if I would buy a bottle, but uh, have you ever tried pressing the peanut butter whiskey? No. Oh, screwball. <sighs> screwball, yeah. And there's yeah. Uh, there's actually a few different varieties of it. Um, and it's one of those things where you hear peanut butter and whiskey and you think that that's going to be gross. And then you try it and it, there's a weird little sweetness to it. It smells, when you open the bottle, like 
like you would think it would smell peanut butter combined with whiskey. Uh, but believe it or not, it's like, like it's kind of uh, there's something appealing about it. Do you okay. think you would prefer chunky whiskey or <laughs> smooth? Well, I've been a chunky you fan. Go yeah. Yeah. I have sampled uh, things that are like. Um, like maple whiskey yeah. and and apple and some of these other things and and it's re- and honey you know I really it's really novelty to me it kind of kills that whole yeah bourbon whiskey taste that I'm looking for you try it and then um, you kind of move on yeah, yeah. and and like I, like buying an entire bottle of something like that seems like a bit of a waste to me having a cocktail or something like that sure yeah. rock on but but getting a whole bottle of that I'm like mm, it's not what I'm looking for would they would they frown on you at the liquor store. Popping the cap off and taking a quick swig while you're walking. <laughs> I've never tried it. If it's I've never tried it. You know, or they should put out little spoons like they do at the ice cream place. Uh, so, by the way, this is distilled with a mash bill of 81% corn, 12% rye, 7% malted barley. Just 500 bottles of the spirit were bottled at uh, Kensington's New Liberty Distillery. So I love that this whole culture is... Here from the, the the spirits and the breweries and all that stuff that's mm-hmm. you know it, it gives such character to the area. Do you know I just learned last night. You know Jackwins that makes like um, blueberry or blackberry flavored brandy. Like yep. if you see the oh, label, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It's in Kensington. Oh, I didn't know Fishtown. that. It's been for like as long as it's been around. Huh. Yeah, it's made right here. Yeah, it's a pretty iconic looking label. The the the, the word you know the name. Yeah, like it's you like said, a goldish like, label. Yeah. With and the I'm looking for fine spirits. <laughs> Very much. <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 it uh, don't matter. So if you're if you're looking for something to add I drink to, coolant to the whole <laughs> if you're looking for something to add to the whole uh theme of Thanksgiving that is booze related, then you want to check out Bird of Courage. Preston, that should be that sound and, and should be like Gary, that should be like the MTM or the MGM Lion. Uh-huh. Yeah. When you get <laughs> the vanity card at the end. Oh. Sit Ubu. <laughs> oh God. Sit, Gary, sit. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Uh, let me see. What else do I have here? A connoisseur for you on a Friday right on the edge of uh, Thanksgiving. I don't know if we'll have one next Wednesday or not, so I want to go ahead and get some of these Thanksgiving stories out into the open. Uh, so sales of canned cranberry sauce have increased 32% over the past two years. And last year, Instacart reports that it delivered so much cranberry sauce. This is the stuff in the can, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That if you stacked the cans, it would equal almost 1,200 statues of liberty. Jesus. Wow. Instacart's... Uh, potatoes, gravy, and cranberry sauce. <laughs> Instacart's trends expert, Lorenita Remenek... Explains that there are different reasons why consumers may prefer canned cranberry sauce, including tradition, flavor, nostalgia, texture, convenience, or the fact that it can be served on a dish in the shape of a can, which adds an element of levity to the meal. I'll tell you one thing that you realize, uh, and like, like Marissa, you make some killer uh, cranberry sauce. The... um. They really jack up the sweetness. In the, uh, they do something. Mm-hmm. I, I refuse. Yeah, here you go. Yeah, yeah. So registered dietitian Whitney Lindsmeyer notes that canned cranberry sauce tends to be high in added sugar, but also notes that Thanksgiving isn't the time to worry about eating too much sugar, saying, I say we'd eat, eat whatever version you enjoy. Uh, for Thanksgiving, yeah, you just yeah. go for it. You know, all right, it's your day to really have at it. I feel like it's on the table. You buy the can because nobody actually eats it. 
I don't like know what just, you mean. Like, it just kind of sits there. It, like, you, you put the can out, and somebody kind of carves off a little piece of it. All I want to say is, make your own cranberry sauce this year. It is the easiest thing to make. Oh, it is. It, it, you yep. would be surprised. All you have to do is put cranberries, let them boil with some brown sugar and some orange. Orange. Yep. It is so easy to make. I agree. But they, they're, they're, she's saying that a part of this, Marissa, is yeah. that it's out of it's it's an element of levity to the meal because it's in the shape of the can. It's just a, a thing that was done for years and years and years. <laughs> People laugh. See, they're laughing. They love it. Yeah. So, uh, if you want a sense of levity, look at that. Yeah, look at that thing. <laughs> All right, so, uh, but apparently it's, in the past two years, it's gained, uh, the sales have been going uh, up in the past couple of years. So we have two uh, investment tips on the show, velour and cranberry sauce. Yeah, go for it. (laughs) All right, so Zipia, I don't know what Zipia is, but they did some research and they found uh, the Thanksgiving sides that are the favorite of each state. I'm interested in this. Here's the problem. Okay, so it was one of these things. (laughs) Well, no, no, no. It was just one of those. um, It wasn't a clear list of of all the states. You know, Nick, see if you can look this up. I hate when they do this. And find a better way to look at what states have their favorite side dishes. Because when you have these slideshows, it takes forever and then yeah. Pennsylvania's way way down on the list yeah. takes a long time all it, right he found it and also like no, it's yeah, Pennsylvania is like a Got it's it. a weird state where like not everybody's the same you know what i mean like well, it's, it's a it's a, well, it's a very large state it's a large state and we live in this like right. metropolitan area in the southeast corner and then you have all of these rural areas. like what state would you say out there is <laughs> What? What's so funny? It's the setup, right? What state is the, is the entire population exactly the same? Is mostly the same. Okay, because oh, oh. I'm looking at, like how big Texas is, right? Listen, like, a, a, a smaller know. state, but just just by uh, Preston's right by sheer size, you're going to have a, a wider variation in your population, right? Let's look at the size of Texas, and I would say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the size of it. Look at the size of that state. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. We're talking about food, not people. Get it, okay. Preston. <laughs> no, no. I get you. Have to finish. You have to finish. Oh, I'm done. Look at Texas. <laughs> oh, I'm done. Look at but, the size of Texas. Look at the size of Texas. And I would say, if you go all the way up to the northwest corner of Texas, all the way down to the southeast corner of Texas. It's, they're, they're like probably the same. The so, same. So, no, I don't know. No, not at all. No, no. Okay. Texas, there's a lot of variety. I mean, yeah. you know, if you're going along the, the Rio Grande, it's it's a lot more Hispanic. Hispanic, Texarkana, yeah. that area. Right. So, the so Panhandle. I, what they're doing here, though, is they're saying what is the the favorite percentage wise. They're not saying the entire state adores this particular side. Right. No, I know that. Right, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm aware, but the we would think one thing here in this general area, but. You know the the people of Erie and Harrisburg and Pennsylvania and you know yeah they they would uh, maybe just use their hands when they eat probably. <laughs> Why are you making this so difficult? For me? <laughs> I know what you're saying. I think the overall question though is which state is the most homogenous? Right? Is that what you're sort of asking? Oh, what's homogenous mean? <laughs> Same. So 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 let, yeah. let's ask you again. But I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. You're, in other it's words, a good question. A, any of these surveys, any of these things like this, Casey, it, it's fun to toy around with. But there's no hard and fast rule here. Delaware is teeny tiny. Do you think everybody's the same there? 
Yes. Okay. <laughs> they like ambrosia and nothing but. Yeah. All right. Anyway, here we go. So, uh, what would you guys think is the the most loved side dish amongst the states? The, the, Stuffing. Uh, anybody else? Of the whole of all of the states. Yeah. Yeah. Like what? What? Yeah. How many states have, you know, uh, the most in common as far as side dishes go? Probably like, stuffing and mashed potatoes, right? Okay, mashed potatoes is the top. Is, okay. Yeah. Mashed potatoes, <laughs> yeah. gravy, and cranberry sauce. <laughs> and it's actually kind of the least favorite on my plate. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. You haven't had my mashed potatoes. Yes, I have. Really? Yeah. Okay. Last year, I had uh, Thanksgiving dinner with you and your whole family. How do you make them? Uh, with everything. Uh, so. Yeah. I'll put and and it's all it's all eyeballing it. You you just you just throw in uh, butter, uh, obviously a little bit of milk, um, sour cream, cream cheese, Parmesan cheese. You get you get a full bodied mashed oh, potato yeah. out of that. A little, little bit of uh, you gotta have that garlic, uh, salt and pepper, I, and that's it. But as but as much cheesiness as you can put. If you got some Asiago, throw it in there. If you got some uh, some Gruyere, put it in there. Just lots of good cheesy goodness. What I don't like is remember the way the uh, ele- your school elementary school would make mashed potatoes. It was basically like congealed steam. Mm. There was no taste. It was just a puff. Like and they would use an ice cream scooper to put it on your plate. Most likely, well, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah, and a lot of times they use uh, um, like a powder a mix. A powder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right. So anyhow, uh, yeah. By state, here we go. We got this printout. Thank you, Marissa. This just in. In Pennsylvania, stuffing is the favorite side. Hey, dish. that's my I called it. Yeah. In New Jersey. Stuffed mushrooms. Ooh. Wait, I'm surprised stuffing because in like the middle of the state they call stuffing dressing. Mm, yeah, but I think they're just. They're, it's all overall. Yeah. Got w- it. Growing up as a kid, uh, my my dad, my mom and dad called it uh, dressing as well. And mm-hmm. it's different. It's more like mashed potatoes. No, it was exactly the same as stuffing. Oh, in fact, okay. we'd get stuff, stovetop stuffing and call it dressing. Oh, oh really? Okay, but I don't know. It might be different elsewhere. In uh, some some uh, stuffings are are served like kind of dry. Like I remember when we were in Ireland, I got some there, and it was it was like sand. <laughs> Preston, really, my mother in law and God and her so sweetheart, loved her to death. But uh, they, they they would all rave on this stuffing. You yeah. gotta have her stuffing. Yeah. And I sat down, I remember the first time, like, you know, it reminded me of that clip, you eat sand. Right, yeah. I'm like, yes. oh my God. This is she good. Irish? Yes. Okay, there you go. That's probably there what it is. Mm. All right, so uh, also around our area in Delaware, it's a cauliflower mashed potatoes. Mm. Or, ma- yeah. Cauliflower. Mashed potatoes! It just says cauliflower mashed potatoes. I think it means mashed cauliflower, you know, which you Interesting. Kind of I'm down with that. Yeah. As, uh, I've as had it. Potatoes. Boil them, um, mash them, and then I guess you can also stick them in a stool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, these are all over the place. Look There's... at Montana. I, uh, that's not a side to me. You see what that is? Uh, hang on a second it's here. Sad. No. Are you just challenging everyone to see if they can pick out Montana on this map? No, no. no. Just, no. Like, Rolls? Turkey gravy. Uh, turkey gravy is not a side. Turkey gravy is like... Oh, yeah, I see that. No, that that is not a side. Who, who would say... Just give me some turkey. Just give gravy. me some turkey gravy. Right. That's it's a uh, it's a condiment. That's like exactly. saying mayonnaise is a side. Right. Mm. Yeah. No. What the hell? What's up, Montana? <laughs> I don't believe this list. I'm looking at these things. No, baked potato list. in Oklahoma. Baked potato? potato. Baked potato. No. No. I don't think so. Get out. Wisconsin is a charcuterie tray. Well, yeah. Well, none of this. Well, stuff you get, makes they got to promote the cheese. <clears throat> Kentucky yeah. and uh, and Tennessee are th- something I've not heard of before. Uh, a hash brown casserole. Oh. Okay. Wow. Oh. Something that was introduced to us last year and is going to be on our Thanksgiving no day. No kidding. Hash brown casserole rocks. Go ahead, Preston. Uh, we introduced Casey. To oh, that. did you? Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. fantastic. All right. Is uh, it a so, southern dish? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yep. So hash browns, um, sour cream, uh, uh, cheddar cheese, uh, 
cornflakes, or oh. no, 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 I'm sorry, crunched up uh, uh, potato chips mm-hmm. on top of it. And then, you know, you can flavor Lucky it with, with a few different things if, if you want to use, like, uh, you know, garlic salt and stuff like okay. that. You can do that. But uh, I will try this. Looks like they're using potato chips in this one. Perhaps. That's what I said, yeah, crunch up potato chips. Oh, wow. Go, go on the top. It's kind of a potatoes. crust. Potatoes. Gives it a crunchy texture, Steve. You would mm, like that. I would like that. Yeah, so. I'm a fan of crunch. All right. Uh, anyhow, what else I have here for you besides that? I'm getting hungry. Connoisseur always makes me hungry. All right, so this is a word pronunciation, and I bring this up because I mentioned something the other day on the air, and, and Casey kind of backed me up on it. Uh, but the the nut, and I'm not going to say it, that is spelled P-E-C-A-N. Right. How do you pronounce it? Pecan. Everyone else? Pecan. Pecan. You say pecan, pecan. Pecan, yeah. Pecan. Pecan, I say pecan. All right, uh, The uh, according to... Uh, a uh, ongoing l- online poll at YouGov that revealed that the answer to the question, 51% say pecan, mm. 37% say pecan, 8% ha- have another uh, pronunciation, I don't even know what it is, or 5% don't know. <laughs> and don't care. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I've never uh, heard of that. Well, even an option. Uh, so it's, that's the can I pee in. Yeah. So so pecan <laughs> is the one that most people say, but right. pecan is second on that list. So by the way, I do like a really good pecan pie. Yeah, I'm just gonna say that mm. if it's made right, excellent. If it's not made right, well, I guess that could be a whole true fact of anything. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's my go-to on Thanksgiving. Oh, really? That's yeah. your that's your end not of the pumpkin. meal. No, so I have a pumpkin and a pecan at the huh. table. No, I have to have apple just because it's there. I hate apple pie, but um, <laughs> I love apple pie. Yeah, apple pie yeah, I'm not too. a big fan. But uh, and it wasn't until Mana came in and I, I, I tried it there. Oh. I was like, okay, this is kind of like my new favorite pie. I love blueberry pie. Ooh, on Thanksgiving. Yes. Why okay. not? Yeah. Any kind I'm of just curious. Yeah. yeah. Some seem more appropriate for Thanksgiving. Apple pie, I, guess, I think, would be the, the classic. Oh, I guess pumpkin. Right. pumpkin. Like a like a coconut cream pie would not right. really fit. Coconut cream pie. With Thanksgiving. Yeah. Unless you love it. Man, my mom used to make a chocolate pie. Oh, oh yeah. Chocolate pie. Yeah, I haven't had a chocolate you pie. You had me at mom. Since I was, <laughs> since I was a kid. That was so damn tasty. I need to do that again. Do you like a good Boston cream pie? Yeah. 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 Do you know what I love? My my wife hates uh, hates and I adore lemon meringue pie. You love it? Yes. Um, she hates it. I, I don't hate it. Um, it's same with key lime. Like I can have yeah. some of it, but it gets old really quick to I, me. I think the thing though, is, what is the icing or that they put on top? That sort of very, meringue. You know, yeah. well, that's what on, I like. On, on, a, yeah. on a, uh, a lemon pie, you can is, put meringue is, on, a, on a on a dead yeah, carrot. I'd meringue's, pretty, <laughs> <laughs> meringue's pretty damn yeah. tasty. You ever had baked Alaska? Yes, that's that's got meringue on yeah, it. Too. Yeah, yeah. And I had them. They well. uh, we were on a cruise to Alaska. And they, yeah. Of course, they're gonna bring that. All the sparklers, everything, light it on fire. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. All right, one more thing from the connoisseur, and I think I'll go with this one now. Even though this is not technically Thanksgiving, uh, fruitcake is more for Christmas. Christmas, uh, so it's coming up. But but you probably need to be planning if you're going to be making it. Well. Or you could have planned a while ago because uh, Antarctic conservators <laughs> say they recently came upon a specimen that tests the limits of the treat. A 106-year-old fruitcake was found in one of Antarctica's first buildings. So the wow. temperature obviously kept it. Yes. Would it, would it endure the same way in a normal refrigerator? I'm going to guess probably not. Right. I would think there'd be some mold or something like that. 
Uh, but this particular cake is believed to have been brought over in 1910 during the Terra Nova expedition of Robert Falcon Scott. According to the Antarctic Heritage Trust, it has been documented that Scott took this particular brand of cake with him at the time. Uh, the Huntley and Palmer's fruit cake was wrapped in paper and housed in a tin-plated iron alloy tin. It's amazing. Uh, which is showing signs of deterioration. However, the cake itself is, quote, well-preserved, they said. Now, when did... Th- this was 1910. When was the Shackleford expedition? Remember that one where the ship was crushed in the ice? and they Oh, I don't know them? what year that took place, yeah. Because if they... in When he was... <laughs> If they walked right by this, <laughs> right, <laughs> I'm starving. This was the first building in right. uh, in uh, Antarctica, so right. I'm not sure. Uh, so, according to the program manager, they said there was a very, very slight rancid butter smell to it. Mm. But other than that, the cake looked and smelled edible. Mm, I smell rancid butter. Uh, there is no doubt that the extreme cold in Antarctica has assisted its preservation. Uh, the century-old dessert was found with nearly 1,500 other artifacts uh, from two huts at Cape Adair. Uh, so, yeah, that's apparently the uh, oldest piece of that's pretty amazing. Food that they pretty found amazing. Still, yeah, they, there is a show that focuses in on discovered food, uh, but the predominant amount of things they discover, if, though they're preserved, are not. Edible. You guys care for fruitcake at all? No. No, no, no. I don't like that sort of... Spicy? Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like whatever the hell they put into the the berries and all that crap. It's Mm. it's a nightmare. Shackleton was uh, nine years too early, Steve. Okay. 1901. Yeah, so... Could have gone better. The fruitcake wasn't there yet. (laughs) Good news, fellas. I've discovered a house filled with cake. They could have used the fruitcake to plug the hole in the ship. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Multi-use. You ever watch that, any documentary or anything on Shackleford? It's an amazing thing that he, you know, that they pulled off what they were able to pull off. He basically went across a huge part of Antarctica to get help for his men, and he said, I'm, I'm going to get you out of here, and he did. I've heard the story, but I've never yeah. seen uh, any presentations on Kenneth it. Kenneth Branagh was, cool. was in one, okay. you know, which was, you know, obviously a... Uh, 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 Acted out, but it's uh, it's an impressive story. Nice, I've and, never and had... then fruitcake uh, could have saved the day. Yeah, I've never had fruitcake. You, you had asked, and I was like, I just don't think I've ever had it. And okay, no, I don't, I know it's a it's a punchline, and it's been a punchline for you know my entire life. But I just it, it's just never. It's been... also been raised, Casey, because of that. Um, to like a like a it's now uh, has a kitschy element to it, right. right? So there are people who are gourmets who will. Savor it and and different p- people endeavor to make a better fruitcake. We should do a show some morning of things I've never had before. Yeah. And try those out in a connoisseur segment. But I could see, Steve, what you're saying. Like, you take a chef who takes this and, I don't know, like, uh, deep fries it or something yeah. like that. And then, right. Um, yeah, because when I was in Scottsdale, I had a, uh, like, it was basically, all it was was, like, cornbread. But it was like fried up, and they threw it, some ice cream on it. And cornbread begins so calorically intensive. But if you're going to go for it, go for it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and that's all I have hey! in the connoisseur this morning. And the connoisseur, eat up, everybody. Yeah. Uh, Want to take a break? We're going to have John Hepron on, who's going to be at Helium Comedy Club. Uh, he'll be joining us about nine or so. We're going to come back. We're going to get the B file. And um, can we get the, the Froggy song today? Oh. It's a yeah. Friday. Froggy yeah. Friday. Yeah. It's a Froggy Friday. I want to do that. So it's a little price and a Steve Jingle they made for us. We'll come back in a second. Make sure you stay with us, all right? If you like what you hear, you can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. 
The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. It's Friday, and I want my froggy song. Yeah. I want my Friday froggy song for the Preston and Steve Show. So let's play this. Here we go. Camp out for hunger, froggy, and our president Steve Friday theme. Oh, I love them; they're yeah. great. And the amount of people being turned on to them is just mind blowing. <clears throat> and uh, Kevin Smith, uh, yesterday or the day before, had uh, tweeted out that he's looking for local and uh, like basically unsigned musicians for the new Clerks soundtrack. Oh, oh no, oh, these really? And well, we, did you contact them? I, I, well, I could. Yeah, but I basically I just uh, quote tweeted at, at Froggy the band, you know, just saying, hey. Well, hang on a second. By local, you mean local in the Philly area, or um, just, you mean I, unsigned, well, unsigned? Okay. And it wasn't necessarily local Philly area, but uh, you know, because he had tweeted out basically to the entire country. Case pull some. Do reach out to Kevin. Yeah, yeah pull some strings. Yeah. Tell him yeah. how cool would that be. Just send him the video. Yeah, it'll speak for itself. Oh, of Seven uh, Eleven nachos yeah. or that with or us? this song? Any Both of those? Of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, I can't remember exactly when he did, but yeah, right. I guess you're right. I should probably just yeah, talk him. Yeah, okay. him, help, help him out for sure. We'll All be right. doing him a favor. We need to do the Bizarre File. Here we go. Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. <laughs> you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. You can download the DraftKings app and use the code ROCK. To get in on the action. Well, a 10-point buck sought sanctuary inside a southern Michigan church on opening day of the state's firearm deer hunting season. Pastors at Grace Sturgis encountered the buck inside the church's auditorium on Monday before it let through a window and back out into wow. the wild. Did it take communion? I didn't hear if it was a stained glass window or not, but it did go through the window. A video that the church posted on Facebook shows the buck wandering around the church. Pastor Amanda, uh, pastors Amanda and Luke Eicher and Justin Wiki. Uh, erected barricades in a hallway to try and keep the animal from the rest of the church. And at one point, it climbed the stairs to a balcony. Uh, Amanda Eicher said, I was just shocked by how high it could jump. It was amazing how big he was. 
Uh, the buck didn't appear to have any gunshot wounds, but was bleeding uh-huh. just a bit from what appeared to be cuts from the glass. Right, and it made it back out, though. Besides the broken window, the only other damage was uh, blood stains on the carpet. But, yeah, it went up on the balcony like oh. it was tooling around the church. Dipped its hoof into the holy water press. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a parolee was arrested on felony charges Friday morning after he was allegedly caught naked inside a pontoon boat on Lake Hamilton <laughs> and had reportedly been stolen and vandalized. Preston Klein Leonard, ah. uh, a felon on parole, was taken into custody around 10 a.m. and charged with theft of property, punishable by up to 20 years in prison because it was over $25,000. And the nakedness, uh, explanation for that? Uh, I don't know. The sheriff's deputy, Chandler Overton, was dispatched regarding a stolen boat uh, and that had been recovered and arrived to find police on the scene. Officers told them that a naked man, later identified as Leonard, had been found on the boat upside down between the steering console and the captain's seat. Ahoy! Uh, the boat, a white veranda pontoon boat, had reportedly been stolen from a residence. The owner later determined approximately $4,000 in damages had been sustained by sustained uh, on the boat, including multiple seats being torn out and other seats ripped up. Uh, the owner stated that he checked his security camera after being contacted by sheriff's office and observed the boat had gone missing at approximately 4 a.m. No explanation as to why this dude was stark naked in the whole <laughs> episode. Rukesh Sadai fell in love with a sex worker and stole more than $800,000 from his employer to pay off what he mistakenly believed was a hefty sum that she owed to dangerous criminals. Oh, no. So he saved her. He did. The He's four- a hero. The 49-year-old faced the Victorian County Court where he was sentenced to a total of two years and four months in prison. Sadai had pleaded guilty to four counts of obtaining financial advantage by deception after stealing $838,000 from CoinInvest, a construction payroll company, uh, and the woman claimed that her family had been threatened after a large debt owed to criminals by mm-hmm. her former housemate was lumped onto her when uh, the friend left the country. Uh, Sadai gave all the money to the woman and received no direct financial benefit himself, the court was told, before eventually realizing she was gambling everything away. I'm sure she gave him plenty of sex and love, correct? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, the judge said while Sadai had good prospects of rehabilitation and was highly unlikely to ever... Uh, to ever reoffend, the scheme had, he had devised to cover his tracks required considerable care and planning. Uh, the routing was sophisticated enough, the judge said, to go undetected by the company for nearly three years. I wow. Mean, he was just draining them. Uh, I'm and trying so to save this woman's life. He paid $100,000 while his mother paid the company $500,000, and he is uh, going to sail, serve at least one year and four months in prison. My son is an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> A preliminary investigative report into a deadly plane crash in Wisconsin last month says the pilot had called his sister-in-law about flying over her house prior to the crash. Watch this. It kind of was that, dude. So the victims were 29-year-old pilot Aaron Mika and his 21-year-old passenger Aaliyah Mika. Uh, The two were siblings. No one on the ground was injured in the crash. And according to the early NTSB investigative findings... The pilot called his sister-in-law about five minutes prior to the crash and was attempting an aerodynamic loop maneuver but failed to pull up in time, dude, and crashed into the house. Uh, And it also hit terrain as well. The NTSB found that uh, there was no evidence of any mechanical malfunction or failure at fault in the crash, but literally it was, watch what we're going to do, and freaking crash and and, uh, kill both of them. That's crazy, yeah. 
Uh, this is pretty bad. Police in Tucson, Arizona, deployed spike strips on Saturday to stop a high-speed chase on I-10. But they ended up disabling seven of the wrong vehicles in the process. Sorry! A woman Sorry. says that uh, she and several other drivers hit the strips at highway speed and then struggled to pull over without crashing. Uh, the They didn't learn until later that they were in the middle of a 31-mile police chase. And add insult to injury, the suspect kept going as they pulled over with their blown tires. Witnesses say that when all was said and done, there were seven cars disabled on the side of the highway. The woman said the police response was lacking and that they offered an apology. They called a tow truck. Uh, but she's out more than $700 for the tow and the two tires. Like, they haven't paid for it, and they're not offering up money for it. That needs to happen. You need to pay. Yeah, they need yeah. to pay for that, without question. Sorry so about your tires. She's trying to get money back uh, from the police. All right, and then one final story. A Raleigh man was charged with insurance fraud after officials say he faked an image to show that there was a hair in his McDonald's hamburger. Mm-hmm. Officials accused Ronnie Bernard Truesdale of planting a hair on the burger and removing the wrapper. Uh, Truesdale also said the burger caused him to become nauseated. Uh, he filed an insurance claim uh, with Zurich North America, which is the insurer for McDonald's, uh, for pain and suffering as well as $1,500 in medical expenses. Uh, he was also charged with felony attempt to obtain property by false pretense. So I wonder how often that old scam yeah. gets perpetrated these days. Yeah, you can't do that. If you get caught doing yeah, that, yeah. you get in trouble. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right, we're going to take a break. Case, do I have more of those uh, giveaways that you had a moment ago? Yeah. Or anything that you have to give well, away? Well, let's do this one. Okay. So, we were talking about this earlier, the movie King Richard. We have Fandango passes to see the movie and a $50 gift card for Venus Williams's sports clothing brand 11. Uh, Will Smith stars as Richard Williams in the film that shows how a family's unwavering resolve and unconditional belief ultimately delivers two of the world's greatest sports legends, Venus and Serena Williams. So we'll take callers 10 and 11 at 215-263-WMMR, and we will give you all of that stuff. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. Make sure you stay with us because we won't be gone long. You know, we couldn't do the Camp Out for Hunger without all our sponsors. They make it happen. We couldn't do it without them. 93.3 WMMR. Highlighting our valued partners, the local businesses who donate products and services that help make Camp Out for Hunger happen. Hi, this is Deb Chilea, and I'm calling from the Courtyard Marriott Philadelphia South, located in the Navy Yard, right next door to the Stadium District. We've been a proud supporter of the Camp Out for Hunger campaign for the past nine years. We're the team that keeps Preston and Steve and gang clean and refreshed during Camp Out. Hot showers do wonders for keeping the camp clean. Or maybe that is cold showers after some of those bits they do. From our donations for rooms for the event to our community effort to collect food in the Navy Yard, we are all in for Camp Out. If you're looking for a place to stay or a place to grab a quick bite to eat or drink, the Navy Yard Courtyard is your place to be. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger. Find out how you can make a difference at WMMR.com. This message brought to you by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less. I have a a bit of an announcement to make. Uh, There's been a a change in something. Uh, The Presidency Christmas Miracle Party. Which was initially set for Friday, December 17th, has had to move. It will no longer be on Friday, December 17th. It will be on Tuesday, December 21st. 
Not our fault. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, not our idea. Not our fault. Someone else's fault. And so we have had to move. We wanted to have it on a Friday. We yes, decided, we did. We decided about having it on a Friday. But that's not going to happen anymore. But what is going to happen is we're going to get a, give away a lot of great stuff. So this is going to be on Tuesday, December 21st. Don't call now because I'm not doing giveaways. Um, but uh, you can, however, go to an event which is tonight at Saloon 151 in Westchester. 6 to 8 p.m. You stop by and you'll have your chance to win. And it's brought to you by Miller Lite uh, because they're part of the uh, celebration as we're doing the Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Edition at the Christmas Miracle broadcast. And keep in mind, you need to know our show. Yes. Yeah. If you don't know our show, you're not going to win anything because it is a trivia-based contest. We draw contestants from the audience, not unlike the, uh, you know, the price is right. And we bring them up, and then you need to be ready, and you need to know your Preston and Steve trivia. And if you don't, not only do you not win anything, but the audience is going to pounce on you because <laughs> they tend to do that. They do. All right. So know your stuff. Oh, and also, we're not going to be in the 360 Lounge anymore. We're going to be in the Excite Center. And it's also for Hanukkah. Preston. So that, And we're doing it for Hanukkah instead of Christmas now. Uh, so it was, you know, it was a bit of a cluster F, but anyhow, it's going to be... On Tuesday, December 21st, and we hope that you will join us. That is Chuck's birthday. So oh, his 50th that. birthday. His 50th birthday, oh. and it's the longest night of the year. So uh, two oh. things, the winter solstice. Amazing. Uh, all right, so those things are coming. He's up. like the yeah. baby Jesus. Yes. He is, similar to it. Yeah. <laughs> um, interesting story. Uh, Casey brought this to our attention, and uh, you found this quite uh, compelling. I did, as a matter of fact. Uh, is it, it all based off of this that you, that I have here in front of me? Yeah, so what it is, it's, I think it started as a Reddit thread, and so the top thing was the post. The bottom thing is a response to that post. Okay. Uh, so it says here, why no one takes my Sharpie. All right. So that's the, the caption and the photo shows a Sharpie with a yellow cap on it, indicating that it is a yellow colored Sharpie. But when you take the cap off in the second photo, you'll see that it's a black Sharpie. Uh And it says in this, is this, this isn't the caption. This is just a comment. No. So the caption was, this is why nobody takes my Sharpie because Nobody uses the yellow sharpie ever. So right. if you, unless if, you're highlighting, unless you're highlighting, but you know a lot of people don't do that. So if you if you're thinking, man, I, I don't want anybody to take my sharpie. You just take a black sharpie, put a yellow lid on it, and then nobody's going to take it, and then that's going to be your sharpie. Nobody's going to touch it. And then, so the so- comment is, I work in an aerospace facility where you can only use black ink on any official paperwork, and I had a pen thief in the house, so I bought two packs of Pilot G twos. One colored, uh, one, it says colored and one black. So I guess it had, you know, whatever. It was a different color than black. Uh, Switched all of the ink cartridges up so that no, not only did I never have another black pen stolen, but the pen thief was found with pink ink on some uh, controlled documents. And he wrote, (laughs) suck it, Tim. Yeah. (laughs) I guess Tim was the guy. Uh, So Casey brought this to our attention and was curious if there are any people who do some little hiding like that. And there's another example you had from Mayor of Easttown. And it was brilliant. brilliant. It was really brilliant. Mayor's mother. uh, Jean Smart. uh, Yeah, Jean Smart. She had hid her Haagen-Dazs ice cream inside a bag of frozen vegetables. Right. Yes. Yep. yep. So she would she would pull out the, this bag of frozen vegetables, open it up, and inside was the Haagen-Dazs, and then she knew no one's going to touch it that way. That was her. My, my wife, um, I found out the other night, so we keep a bag of chocolate chip morsels in the in the uh, you know the cabinet with all the stuff the sugar and so on and so forth and so um we will go in there and i'll 
grab a couple as a little, if you want a little bit of sweet stuff, you know, after, yeah. after dinner, whatever. Now, she hid the chocolate-covered Belgian cookies behind that. Okay. So, like, that's the worst place. Right. Because I'm going... You know I'm going to go for the chocolate. Right. And so she goes, how did you discover my my hiding place? Like, because it was right behind what I would, what I would be going for the cookies for as well. So I, I discovered it immediately. You, you have to do the Haagen-Dazs in the mixed vegetables. Something that will be, oh, forget it. I'm not going there. I'm not going to take that. Uh, if you stash something like this, call us 215-263-WMMR. I need, some, yeah, I need some good stash ideas. I used to hide things in our, we have a garage fridge, right? And there's a freezer in there as well. And I used to hide things in the garage freezer. But now my kids know, right? So, like, if they go and they look, if they're looking for some, and it's a sweet, you know, I'll put, like, some sort of sweet in there. And if they check the the regular freezer and then they're like, there's nothing in here, they will go in there. And they I, know. And they know. So now I need better ideas. And I think hiding things in maybe some frozen vegetables is a really good idea. There was a, it was a long time ago, there was, I think it might have been a Bud Light commercial, and it showed uh, who... Uh, your techniques for hiding beer in the fridge if you're at a party. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I like and, this. And it, it showed, like, you know, uh, you know, a uh, seasoned veteran and, you know, like, like they had different uh, right. tiers of who was good at hiding. And I think the, 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 the one who hit it the most was somebody who actually stuck it inside the cavity of a turkey, like a full cooked <laughs> turkey is in there. And so they, they'd see him go into the party and reach out and grab his Bud Light. That's great. I'm pretty sure. You know what I didn't, and my mom had revealed this to me not too long ago, but when we would go down the shore, we would always come back with a ton of fudge, yeah. right? And what my uh, mom would say, uh, and what actually my mom and dad would say, they would put the fudge into the freezer or the fridge, and they would say, this is uh, a present for grandma, so you can't touch that. And, and it was never actually a present for grandma. Hi! Grandma, right? So, or we, we didn't call her grandma; it was mom, mom. But it was it was never actually. Now and I didn't pack grandma's fudge. I didn't, <laughs> but I didn't know that. And I, my mom revealed this to me. I mean, within the last year, she revealed that. I'm like, that was never mama. Listen, it's a game. <laughs> yeah. you, you have to be very ninja-like if uh-huh. you really want to be. You know, you got to you got to those nefarious forces. You got to foil them. Uh, let's go to some calls. I have Brendan, uh, who's on the phone. Hey, Brendan. Good morning. Hey, good morning. How are you guys doing? Good, bud. You got something to share with us? Uh, yeah, I actually, I decided to start teaching people a little bit of a lesson and, you know, touching other people's things. Okay. Um, I work at a pet store in Roxborough, and uh, we sell bully sticks. Um, I don't are, know if anybody's familiar no. with what a bully stick is. What is that? It's a, uh, it's a bull penis. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. yes. Okay, yes. Okay. I've seen them, yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's a, it's a dog chew. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, I would put one in one of my uh, pen cups. And, you know, I had quite a few people come up to my desk and start filling with my things. And a couple people, like, grabbed that bully stick and, you know, pretended like it was a cigar. Is that kind of what they look like? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and I wouldn't tell them. Oh, um, my God. <laughs> until, yeah, you know, they'd inquire, hey, what is this anyway? Yeah, that's a... Uh, that's a bulldog. Oh, that's great. <laughs> See, there's something about office stuff. If you're hiding your pens and all, like, I don't want to say where I hide plastic forks in this office because little did I know the plastic forks are like gold. They are a commodity here. Oh, my God. We have yeah. tons of knives. You put them next to the bully stick, right, Brandon? <laughs> exactly. All right. Thanks for the call, man. We'll see you later. by and get some of those. Uh, we'll go next to Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Good morning. Hey, Rach. So, is there something that you would stash in, in a in a very unique way? 
Yeah, so this is definitely an office environment um, thing as well, where, you know, you have a shared space. So it's a shared uh, refrigerator. And I learned this after I was uh, breastfeeding my daughter. Um, I actually brought back her after she was done with it. My little, you know, Medela cup, all the moms out there will know what it is. Oh, I yeah. just labeled it. I labeled it breast milk. And then I would put like my fancy ha- half and half in it and then leave that in the fridge. Excellent. That's brilliant. Brilliant. Excellent. So no one would take it, and they didn't. Because, you know, after a while, like every once in a while, you go in there, and it's like lower, lower, lower. So when I yes. put breast milk on it, no one touched it. <laughs> That's one of the great problems of a communal fridge is if you have your special, maybe you have your French vanilla creamer or whatever. Yep. And then you go in, and it starts to incrementally disappear. But that breast milk container is pure genius. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now, I like you that. should just do that. You guys, yeah, should do absolutely. It. I'll say that's my breast milk. That's Steve's my semen breast milk. Can't even get away with that anymore. Thanks, person. Rachel. No, you don't yeah. have semen anymore. I don't have semen. <laughs> All right, let me go to Brian. Hey, Brian. Good morning. Good morning, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, my man. What's up? Hey, how's it going? Not an office setting, but going over a border setting. <laughs> I would I contraband so that I wouldn't have to bring it through the border. Then on the way back, I would go pick it back up so I'd have something for the ride home. So what we all right? So, <laughs> Wait a minute. In a, Doritos, in a Doritos bag. Hang hang on a second. All right. So are you going into Canada or out of Canada? Into Canada. You hide it. You stop stop it somewhere. Put it in a Doritos bag. Seal the top with like a lighter. Then was this back before Canada. you could buy it in Canada? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then yeah, but that's the whole thing. I live like hours away from there, so I would have nothing for the ride, and I didn't want to throw it away, so you hide it, and then on the way back, go back to that exit, that McDonald's, stop, pick it up, and then you're on your way. So you would hide it, you would hide it, say, like, you know, under a dumpster or something? Yep, yep a bush. A bush. A bush. And then like you'd track. go back and grab your, your, uh, your pot in the Doritos bag. I mean, I, listen, yep, your, your plan is, yep, yep, yep. your plan exactly. is definitely flawed, because you're leaving essentially litter under somewhere, and, and somebody could see... A Dorito bag and want to throw it away. Could take it, but nobody's going to go looking in a bush for trash. (laughs) I never had an instance where it was gone. You need your driving stash, Preston. Never had an instance. Well, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, man. All right, thanks, Brian. I like sealing it back up with a lighter. Yeah. All right, here's uh, a couple of texts coming in. Uh, This says, I hide ice cream sandwiches in the fish sticks box. (laughs) Nobody likes fish in my house but me. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. My uncle kept his cash in a watertight diving container and kept it in the tank behind the toilet. I've heard that before. That's somebody just hide. Is that just like a mafia thing? Right. Who are you hiding it from? Are people, your own family is stealing your money from you? Oh, those are people who, like, don't want to put it in the bank. Yeah, but that's different than this. This is hiding it from, you know, somebody around the house who's going to have their their hands on it. So I don't quite get that one. Um, Let me go next to Haley. Hey, Haley, good morning. Hey, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, Haley. What's happening? Uh, So my husband and I were literally arguing about this last night because I buy, they're like Cadbury eggs, but they're for Christmas. Okay. And I have them. I hide them in all of my cabinets. We just had our kitchen redone, and he doesn't look at anything. So I can just stick them in some cabinet that he doesn't realize exists. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and he doesn't know about them. And then I'll come out with candy, and, and he'll be like, where did you get those? <laughs> and and how, how many, on any given day, how many uh, Cadbury-type uh, eggs do you have stored around the kitchen? Um, right now there are three. Three bags. 
Three bags. And I just moved them. And he literally last night, he was like, where are you hiding them? I know you moved them. <laughs> Sometimes. Because, like, they... He'll start indiscriminately looking in things, places yeah. where he thinks that they are. And, <laughs> and um, I finally found another spot. So now, right now, and he doesn't listen to your show, which is a travesty. Um, I have them hidden in a crock pot. <laughs> well, you know what? Sometimes, and this speaks to something that I was going to ask, is there a benefit to hiding in plain sight for some of this stuff? You know what? I've been thinking once I have an empty something where yeah. see, I, have a, I, have a, I have a thing where I like to throw everything away and then I think about it later and I'm like, I could have used that. Um <laughs> But, yeah, that whole Gene Smart idea with the vegetable bags. Right. Okay. All right. It's a, solid so, yeah, it's a good one. one. Really it's good. It's one of the better ones yeah. I've seen. Uh, thank you, Haley. Appreciate it. I'm trying to think what I would hide around the... the uh, nothing in the fridge that I can think of. I mean, stuff does get pilfered from time to time, but nobody's like a repeat offender and I have to hide it. There's also the art of the pilferer, which is to, um, if you get into somebody's... I've, you know, my, my wife has come home with, now, it is sort of an unspoken rule that we can help ourselves. And, you know, mm-hmm. We'll ask if it's something big, but they're french fries or whatever, and you eat a couple and then you move a few over to, oh, yeah. to fill well, in I've the, definitely to done fill that. In the divot. Especially if, I've, if I'm the one picking it up on the yeah, way home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll, I'll, you know, I'll dig through and grab a couple of uh, you know, waffle fries or yeah, something like that. You, you like become, then you reposition them to make it look like it's totally full. You, you feel like such a creep, but you can't help. I God. mean, how are you not going to grab a handful of fries on the way home? God, the watered-down booze that my dad must have done. Oh, done. my God. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you would do? Yeah. Oh God, yes. Especially with vodka. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah but even, clear. But I was stealing. I wasn't stealing vodka. I was stealing like bourbon and things okay. like that. Water down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like the, the the most lightly brewed tea. Your dad must be thinking. God, I, I'm drinking so much it has My no tolerance effect. Is way high. <laughs> yeah. I need to back off the booze because I'm not getting a buzz on this anymore. You don't really have to uh, hide porn anymore, but that was an issue for a long stretch. You oh know, find yeah, a hiding place for the magazines or whatever real. videos, VHS tapes. I mean the and and not only those pre that magazines that was that was between the bed sheets. Yeah, yeah. between Under the, my dad's uh, mattress. mattress. Yeah, yeah that's mattresses. where I first saw um, for sure. My, yeah, Playboys and so on and so forth. That was that was part of the deal. I'll tell you, going back to the the the, the uh, pilfering of, of food, doing the ice cream where you you just you you kind of just shave off layers, mm-hmm. very small layers, whittle it down because what to the, it's an optical illusion when you open up the top, say like it's vanilla, you can't quite tell how far down it's right. gone. Completely uh, different, yeah. Uh, but but a version of that, right. Steve, is pretending when you were a kid, <laughs> like you ate. Some of something that oh, yeah. your mom or dad wanted you to, and you uh-huh. reposition it. You move the, yeah. the, you know, like the peas around, and, oh, and yeah. so it looks like there's a hole in the middle of the of the mound of Look. peas. See, I yeah. have some in there. I would literally. When st- did that new valley occur on your plate? Uh-huh. I would stuff my mouth full of food and then go into the bathroom and spit it out. That's a good. <laughs> that's a good version of that. Yeah. Okay. Back, back to the porn. I was babysitting one day, and I just the, the, the I was sitting on the couch. The kids had gone to bed, and the the, posi- the cushions were a little, like, off, so yeah. I thought I'd be nice and reposition the couches, helping out. I found the dad's porn in uh, the couch. Was it babysitter porn? No, it was, <laughs> it was just like a like a Victoria's Secret magazine oh, or something like that, that, which that was bad. like, but it was hidden, and I... Right. It, yeah. uh, I want to go to this call. Hi, Sarah, you're on the air. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Actually, it's Nick. It's Moth Sarah, the one that told you about the moth. About the what? I'm the- sorry. Oh, the, the moths eating the tuxedos? Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, it's, I, we, I got a moth lady. Uh, oh, Sarah, yeah. Lucky. Yeah. All right. So, 
Um, I'm a dog walker, and my car has been broken in a few times. And I got the idea because uh, I have a dog, and I decided to test the theory out that I left, I leave my wallet and like money and change in a bag, in a prescription bag that's labeled fecal sample. Fecal sample. Oh okay. And I've even gone so far as just dip like a little corner of the bag in like watered down coffee so it looks like it's leaking. Oh, that's I good. could leave I could leave that thing with like my car running and the keys in the engine and the windows down. <laughs> Nobody is touching a leaky fecal sample that's been sitting out well, in the car. Let me ask you so you, you you but you don't leave your wallet in the car, do you? I mean sometimes I do because I'm I'm constantly going in and out of people's homes and yeah. I have like poop bags and my timer and and <laughs> people's keys in my car that I sometimes drop my wallet. So it's really easier to kind of keep myself as light as possible, especially when your hands are laying like a dog. Sure. Also, I think it it sounds like there's a little part of you that gets off on foiling would-be robbers. Oh yeah, I'm a sneaky SOB. <laughs> don't, don't get me wrong. Yeah, the, the poop bag is a good one too. Could you could I you like combine it. them and put that poop bag in your in your freezer? Well, it, it's actually it's not just that. It's it's I've you know how you get like your prescriptions come in like a CVS bag yeah. or something like that. So that's actually what I've used. So it looks like it's legit, not just a poop bag, but See, I could well, actually probably just put a poop bag on my... I would think if you were leaving something that looked like pharmaceuticals in your car, you'd be inviting more attention, you know? Right, but that's why I label it fecal sample. Oh, all right. But, you know, Sarah, you bring Fecal up, sample. It's a good idea for anybody who, like, has to walk their dog in the city. Yeah. You don't feel safe, but you do have to have, like, your, your wallet and your money on you or whatever. I would just take one of the poop bags that you have with you, stick, oh, yeah. all, stick all of your important stuff in the poop bag, right? Yeah. And then and then you can walk. And, you know, if you get mugged or, you know, uh, whatever, you, nobody's going to take the poop bag. And you say, I, I don't have any money on me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, keeping, like, because uh, I have been, there's been, like, Cause, you know, now now that it's night out and like it's you know it's five o'clock, I can't see anything. Walking dogs, I have been kind of followed a little bit, and I just having a poop bag and letting that person know, hey, I'm I have a poop bag and I'm not. Afraid and I know to how to use it. I'm not afraid <laughs> to use it. <laughs> All right, thank you, Mom, yeah. Sarah. Have a good weekend. I got a poop okay, bag. Uh, a couple of texts. This one says, I have Halloween candy in my tampon box. <laughs> uh, another one says, uh, let me see here. There was one. Oh, yeah. This one says, I have an ice dispenser in my freezer, and there's no reason to ever go into the freezers. Uh, so there's no reason to go into the freezer's ice bucket. So meaning that you have an ice maker and also an ice bucket in there. And so they said, that's where I keep my chocolate bars. That's a smart move. Listen, a lot of times it's where are you hiding your candy? Uh, Mm -hmm. One last story, and I'll go to Andy for this. Hi, Andy. Good morning. Andy! Gadzooks. Gadzooks, Andy. What's up? Uh, So we have a stash uh, where my girlfriend and I keep, you know, snacks so that the children can't get them. We have a coffee container. Right. They don't drink coffee. Um, the, the one day I went in there and I saw, I was like, oh my God, there's some cookies in here. So I, I, I grabbed one and I was like, oh, this is the worst cookie I've ever had. And I put the coffee container back. I didn't say anything about it. Uh, later she came up to me and she said, did you steal my cookies? And I was like, what? First off, it's for both of us. So no, I didn't steal your cookies. And secondly, no, of course not. Why? And she said, because those are edibles. I got them and I have to order them at exactly 12 and there's 11. 
Oh. So I wanted her to know that it wasn't a kid that got it. Right. Like, yeah, I did. But, but uh, yeah, so. What was the reaction like? Were you, were you like out of your mind or what, what was what was the, re- the physical response? I mean, I actually didn't have a, I mean, it was pretty late at night and I went to sleep afterwards. Oh, okay. Because right. Wasted your buzz, dude. <laughs> but a great night's sleep. Mm. I, I slept great. I slept like 10 hours without any disturbance. <laughs> That's great. I love it. All right. Thanks, Andy. It was a CEO spot. Well, there's a, uh, yeah, there's an art uh, to hiding things from either coworkers or family members and, uh, uh, sometimes a little camouflage is necessary. Does not hurt. Yeah. No. Yeah, so thank you for thank you for your calls and your texts. We appreciate it. Want to take a break because we have a guest coming up. Our buddy John Heffron, who's going to be at uh, Helium Comedy Club this weekend, uh, starting tonight, uh, will be joining us. We'll talk to him yeah. when we get back. Stay with us. Markets proudly supports Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center complex. Your donations are needed to make this year's Camp Out a success and help families struggling with food insecurity. You can make a difference right now. Visit your local Acme throughout November and make a donation at the register when you check out. Acme will ensure your generous gift goes to local hunger organizations like Phil Abundance to provide a lifeline for areas families in need. Go to WMMR.com for complete details and a list of especially needed food items. Camp Out for Hunger from Acme Markets and 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Our next guest is going to be in Helium Comedy Club tonight and tomorrow night. He comes to us live from a hotel room with his brand new microphone. Yeah. I'm excited to hear it. Please welcome our friend John Heffron. Yeah, hey, hey, hey. Yes. Oh my God. You sound I got so scared because as you were talking, it just, all I saw was signs that just said default uh, settings and it all. So I got scared. So it's nice to hear and see everybody. Well, you know, we had conjectured earlier, knowing what we know about you and, and how you are able to survive any situation, that you might be using sort of a, a tactical version of Zoom. Mm. Uh, but uh, it looks like it's just regular. Yeah, you know what they need to um, Zoom? Because uh, obviously over everything that, you know, everyone went through over the last two years. You used Zoom more. Yeah. And he, here's what's a weird thing. Like like those pre-roll, if you're watching like a football game, like a college football game or something, when they introduce like the linebacker or the court, quarterback, right. it's always them standing holding a football and they're looking down and then they look up at the camera. Dramatically. They do something like that. Yeah. That's what happens. There needs to be a pre-recorded thing for Zoom meetings where I, I it's love that doing something. Cool. And they go, and Harold Stevenson from accounting. And he looks down and then he looks at the camera. <laughs> You're right. It, it's so it anticlimactic. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it needs, or if you're like, hey, guys, I got to leave the meeting, it's always a weird thing because then you have to, like, reach and you got to click and you got to see how do you turn off the Zoom. It's just not cool. So it'd be cool if there was, like, a trapdoor effect where I just look at you guys. I'm like, thanks for the interview, and I go like that. Then I literally drop out of the frame. Uh, Dude, these are winners. Yeah, like an explosion happens or there's, like, a Star Trek beam, something that ends it. So the last meeting, you don't see palms of me trying to turn off. The- <laughs> That's a good idea. It, I like because you know when you uh, like like you talk about the NFL thing when you when you play uh, certain video games and you get to choose your characters as you're scrolling through the character, it has a little animation of them. They're yeah, sitting yeah. down there like looking at their weapon, kind of looking yeah. around. This <laughs> right, right, yeah, it's yeah. Great to have like a loop of someone doing that, putting together your squad. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that. Or, 
or I was thinking, like, because during the, the pandemic, I I didn't do a lot of them, but I had to do a couple Zoom corporate comedy shows. Right. Right, which were soul-sucking. <laughs> <laughs> he speaks you know, the truth. <laughs> yeah, it was strictly like, well, at least I, uh, you know, can make money to eat this. But there were some that were so bad that I was like, uh, how do I get out of this? Like, right. I just want to bail. Yeah. So, Another thing I thought of, I wish there was some type of pedal that, like, when you hit it and then you started max headroaming it or, <laughs> like, like I'm doing you guys, the video just stops. Right. Glitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My internet connection is bad. So so you could connection. you could force a bad, uh, like, a, like a frozen, even, man, you can pick a time, okay, it's the tech. Sorry, guys. It, the tech is screwing up and I've got to yeah. leave. I These are all winners. And I don't know. I I hope you're going to seize upon them and at least get something going because I love the introduction, the the, yeah, the pre video would be fun because I did some corporate events where they were just like, well, can you put a napkin over your camera and then it, when we introduce you, you just take off your napkin. <laughs> oh that God. Way we that way we know you're on the on the feed. And I'm like, yeah, that's just you know, that's just, <laughs> it's also, not going to work. I I did a thing. I'll share this. So I did one. Zoom comedy thing, which was just horrible. It's <laughs> horrible. And um, so I have, like, this little soundboard thing for my podcast I do. And I went and I got isolated giggles, not laughter. Uh, kind uh, of like uh, somebody, uh, like, giggling. Yeah. And why I'm talking to the people, I was hitting those sound effects. <laughs> like, you heard people chuckling during the whole Zoom meeting. That's and great. nobody... Nobody was laughing because I'm literally performing in front of a bunch of microphones with red lines slashed through yeah, them. Yeah. You know, like nobody's or you see no cameras. So anyway, so I brought my setup. It's great to see you guys. Um, I read on Twitter. It, you guys posted the one dish you wouldn't uh, you'd have at Thanksgiving. Right. Right. Did you guys talk about that earlier or were you going? We were talking about some some Thanksgiving food, yeah. We were talking about the uh, our favorite uh, dishes from around the country and each yeah, state's they, favorite each one. Each state's favorite side yeah. dish. Yeah, so I wrote on Twitter, uh, if you could only have one dish with your turkey, what would it be? Okay. Yes, I would just want to make a point. I don't know if, I guess this Thanksgiving's kind of different because people can get together for Thanksgiving, which some people are like, uh, I kind of wish that the Delta Comfort virus <laughs> would happen more. I don't want to go. Um, anybody making Jello with fruit in it, you need to stop right now. Like, oh, yeah. Go, like, I, it's, it's disgusting. Like, some food, if I look at it, I get almost nauseous. And for some reason, anything in Jello. Well, the thing with Jello, I mean? too, is that a lot of the Jello flavors are fruit flavors. So when you put real fruit in artificial fruit, it, it yeah. seems scientifically incorrect. Okay, let, let me yeah. ask you this, because when I see that as well, I have a bizarre thought that pops in my mind, uh, John, and it's seeing that fruit in almost suspended animation Yeah, uh, yeah. in that it, it's like uh, it, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, or no, no, it was like a Stallone in Demolition Man in that yeah. frozen, you know, thing. And so it now, just looks so unnatural to me. So now you just gave me an awesome. Well, however, maybe I would change it because I was thinking while you're saying that, what, you know, what suspended guy? And I immediately went to Luke Skywalker in Empire Strikes Back when he's floating in that tub after he gets beat up really bad. Right, right. When he gets, yeah, when he gets mauled. Yeah. yeah. He's really cold. So, uh, yeah. so like, mm-hmm. if you had Luke Skywalker's floating in jello, all right, that might be a whole different. I issue. love that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 
But, and then, and that would be this. more appealing to you then, I guess. Yes. Okay. Fruit is gross. I, like I, I, I agree. <laughs> what, what are your What are your Thanksgiving plans? Speaking of that, and side dishes and so on and so forth. So you are getting to tour a bit now, which is really good. And obviously, there's yes, got to be. In a, oh my gosh! I have so so. I haven't spoken to you guys in a few years. So we, we, we know we went through my divorce, and then. Two weeks ago, I got engaged. I heard about that. Congratulations. She is, That's awesome. Uh, she's a stunner, by the way, dude. Congratulations. Oh, you see the Instagram? Yeah, you she's beautiful. That? Yeah. Yeah, so then, um, yeah, so that. So so this Thanksgiving, so last Thanksgiving, I had a microwave turkey um, <laughs> alone in a farmhouse in Michigan during COVID. This year, uh, yeah, I'm with this, uh, you know. Well, let me ask you. So, so is, is she down? Because I, I like, I like your 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 tactical, always prepared style of living. Um, is she down with the compound mindset, or are you going to have to open up and embrace humanity now? Oh, so so during COVID, we had the date because we were in Michigan, which was on complete lockdown. Like our like governor, like yeah. That's why when I was traveling during COVID, I would go to these other cities and you would see all the all these people like in, in Florida and Texas and Phoenix. And you're like, do you not have cable? Do you not know that there's this this corona thing? And it felt like if you had strict parents, right, and you got to stay the night at somebody's house for the weekend whose <laughs> parents were getting a divorce. <laughs> you know? And you're just like, you're allowed to have sugar? This like at ten, this place is amazing. Right. Um, so when I when I met her, uh, Corona was happening. You couldn't go out on dates. Right. There, there were no restaurants like open. There were no bars you could go to. Uh, you know, she was uh, respectable. So she was like, I'm not going back to your place, psycho. And you're not coming to mine until I get to know you. So right. There was this in between phase of literally what do you do? Can I can so, I jump in here just quickly and, and find out? So then how did you meet her initially? Um, uh, that we met through an app. Okay. That was, right. you know, and, and I'm in the middle of nowhere in Michigan, so I was expanding that bumble reach for as far as I could. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know okay. what I mean? I was, I, I was sending postcards to women in Italy. Just be, There's no way to reach anybody, <laughs> you know? So you're with you. You start dating, or at least you're, you're, you're trying to figure out how to date to. in a lockdown situation. So, it's, so, I, so I have it in my Jeep, and so I bought these trays that go in your cup holder. Right, so you can literally almost put a bunch of food mm-hmm. that go in your cup holder and take a tray. And keep in mind, it's in Michigan, so a couple nights it's six degrees, maybe seven, eight. So we would go and get food as a takeout. Then I would park in the back of a bowling alley that had construction <laughs> trucks. So I would pull in there almost every night. Nobody was ever there, and I put a, a, a music list on my Spotify. And then we this this sounds dirtier than it is, but we would literally have a back of my Jeep date. So I'd have the trays of food. We even made charcuterie boards one night. Um, went to the gas station, bought booze, and I had a whole thing set up. So then we were spending so much time in this Jeep. I went to QV, uh, not QVC, uh, like a CVS or something, and bought a big Tupperware bin. And I put almost anything in it you could possibly need, right? Like any type of Tylenol. All, any type of napkin, any type of Taco Bell sauce, Arby sauce. Uh, it was a whole, it was a whole thing. And the running joke was, is how much stuff I had in this Jeep <laughs> and how I could almost come up with almost anything. So you had sort of like a cross between a dating kit and a bug out kit, like ready to go. A hundred percent in that Jeep. I had almost, yeah, uh, like everything, like everything in that Jeep. I wow. had an extra, I had an extra jacket. Um, I bought like at Costco for like a vest 
because you know she's like it's freezing, but then it, the you know the jeep gets warm enough where you like you take off your winter stuff, but you're yeah. still cold. Yeah, I had everything. So she and, and you know and so you're to the point now where where obviously obviously you finally eventually got to meet you know to, you foster the relationship and and you're you're engaged and and this is all good. Uh, um, so so uh, was was that a, was that a tough hill to climb for you? You know because it. it You've been unlucky in love before, as you said. Was it? Yeah, was it- you know what's weird is I was telling somebody I'm surprisingly not worried about it. Like I don't know if, if you know if you've divorced once, if you're like, yeah, I've been through it. I'm yeah, gonna, you know. And now I know how to do the next one. I might not be so. <laughs> I might not be so detail oriented in the divorce papers. I might just fly through it. I think I was trying to be a you know A plus student last time. This sure. one I'll get by in a C minus. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, kind of. There was, there was no. I was telling somebody, I'm like, should I be more worried? They're like, or oh, you just come. You know, we dated for a year, and, and some people go, well, that's fast. I'm like, I'm 52. At, well, you know, here's the deal. I'm not getting better looking. I'm not getting healthier. <laughs> um, and I'm almost probably in four years. I'm going to be looking. You know, probably on you know at pamphlets and stuff for caregivers. So I might as well. <laughs> Yeah, because like when I would introduce her to people, you go, this is my girlfriend. But that sounds weird if you were married for a long time before. Just saying that word sounds weird. Right. And, and then you're like, here's my girl. Like, so you don't know what to say. So yeah. Kinda, and then eventually it will be caregiver. So it's like, eh. <laughs> All right. What's the age difference if she's going to be your caregiver one day? Well, no, but I'm saying if I didn't find like a wife. Oh, if you did. Oh, okay. I thought I you meant she. Have, oh, yeah. How old, how old is she, if we may ask? She's my age. Oh, oh that's cool. Good for my, you. My, my exact age. Um, she, she has five uh, adult children. I don't, I should probably, I, I refer to them as number one through five. I should probably start memorizing names. <laughs> is that kind of weird to have, uh, in a, you know, you immediately have five adult people in your life? That, you know, that are... are well, yeah, because they, they live all over the world. It's weird because you're not, even though I always considered myself this, you know, that I'll always be referred to as my mom's husband. Right. Right? Like, no one's ever... Adult kids aren't calling me stepdad. Right. <laughs> it's it's kind of weird. Yeah. It's, they're, they're, they're 25. I don't think after we get married, I'm going to get, hey, can you Venmo me 20 bucks? I'm going through Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I don't think that's going to happen. So, yeah. um, but, yeah. but you're, I think anyway. you're, you're free of scorn or anything because you, 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 the same age, you know, the, the same, no kids. Right. There you go. It, it, that, that's right. a, that's pretty lock and key. Let me ask you yeah. for uh, for wedding plans. So you know, second time around, she's got adult kids. Blah blah blah. Is going to be a big deal uh, as far as the wedding no, ceremony goes. It's um. So what happened was we were going to courthouse it. Mm. We just uh, you know we just courthouse it sure. and not have a long engagement because again, what, what's the point? I'm I'm not going to make wedding plans for a year. I'd right. we'll pull it off in a week. So we're doing one of those micro weddings where it's literally twenty people. My buddy got ordained. Um, and then we go to this cool spot and then back to the house. To be honest, um, when I, when I got married, we, we did a, uh, basically that we went down, my, my wife had some family in, in, in Puerto Rico and we went down and had like 20 people and it was great. And, and, and you know, what you save on, you know, doing, besides you've already been through it once, you don't want to do the big extravaganza again. Right? No. No, it's weird. And but I did buy this thing though for the little soiree. There's a there in in you ever buy something where uh you just don't know if you should keep it 
or not. So I got this thing online, and it just came to my house last week, and I set it up. It's called a, it's called a barista, and it's this machine that I just kept trying to figure out, do I want to get it or, or not? And it basically, with, without you know, showing you visual aids, it's, it looks like a – I can't say the word because my bell's palsy, but what are those cougar – Kruger K-Cups machines. Oh, Keurig. Right? Yeah, Keurig. Yeah. Keurig. Yeah, so it looks exactly like a Keurig, but you have four big, like, water bottles on both sides that one you put bourbon, one okay. you put yep. a vodka, one you put tequila, one, and then you get these K-Cups. You know, I, got, I want a Manhattan. I want a Long Island <gasps> iced tea. Really? You stick, you stick the K-Cup in the container and yeah. you close it. And then a thing pops up. It says, "Put in a highball glass." And then, do you want a mocktail, a strong, medium, or whatever? Like wow! The three versions. You can make wow. Strong. And then you hit the button, and then it makes you the drink. In I think it made a margarita for me in maybe ten seconds. But it wow. does a perfect. Pour. It does a perfect pour. And it's a barista. You got. I wish I. The people who see a video of it are. Seeing I, it. I've seen this oh. on like Instagram or something like that. I, I have All definitely right. seen this before. Let so, me let, let me ask you this, though, John. So uh, I'm a little skeptical of that. I would have to try it first, you know, and see before I would buy something like that because you know. Uh, I, and I assume that the mix is like a powder, and, it, and there's got to be some liquid that goes in and, and it's create, liquid in the mix. There's liquid, the liquid in the itself, mix. The mix is liquid, and then there's a huge container in the back where you can put club soda or water, and oh, then after right. every drink, it self-cleans. Okay. All right. So, that's wild. Uh, that's interesting. So there's got to be some mixing involved, because otherwise, why not just tear open the pouch and mix it in with a little bit of the booze, and there you go. No, you it, it's liquid. It, it it mixes it perfect. So it, okay. you, you know what I was telling somebody? I'm like, it's like a, a fondue maker, probably, <laughs> or that chocolate, you know, fountain chocolate yeah. you never use. Yeah. Yeah. But I've made the, I've made enough drinks with this thing so far. There's no you're not pouring shots, so you're not <laughs> spilling anything. Right. You know, there's one little. But here's here's where I wish I could take. I don't. I I can't steal that idea. There's there's right. that's too big of an idea. But I I feel that they could combine two two things here. I was sitting just having a margarita by it. Right. <laughs> I'm just sitting on like I got bar stools and I'm right. just looking at it and I'm trying to figure out what I want to put up on the certain wall. And then I'm like, I need to combine Alexa with the uh, the barista drink maker yeah. Oh. Yeah. and make a full bartender that can give you information and you can talk about your problems with. Okay. <laughs> like, and make you a cocktail at the same time. Like if you had an AI with that thing, as I'm drinking, I could be like, so I'm 52. <laughs> what are career changes most 52 make? You know, like info, or it could talk to you. Yeah. And then I, I think that would be almost the perfect. Did you Did you see the movie Passengers? It's a science fiction movie. Mm-hmm. There, there. Uh-huh. Yeah. There is a. Um, uh, there is the one thing that is sort of uh, meant to, uh, you know, mimic a human is a bartender, and it mixes drinks, and it does exact. It's designed to exactly do that to give you, you some just, counsel as you sit there and talk to it. They, did, they just got to blend it because yeah. they already have the two things. Let me ask you: Once you got this device, did your alcohol consumption go crazy as you were testing different drinks? No, you know what? It's um, no because prior to COVID, right? Like. That's what I'm noticing at comedy club. Is just speaking of like drinking, right? I, there's a woman that was complaining about uh, 
her booze, her drink to the server. And I'm like, can you stop yelling at servers? Like, that's a thing now. People yeah. like to. There's literally signs in restaurants that say, can you not be yeah. terrible to our servers? Yeah. Um, Drinks are made how how they're supposed to be made at yeah. a bar. Just everybody's been self pouring for two years. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. So heavy handed. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh my you're, god. You're, her baseline is so John, that's brilliant. You hit the nail on the head. I, I joke and I go, I, you know, most most drinks are, are made at a two-second pour. Uh, I, I was up to a six-glug. Like, I was up to a six-glug pour. You know, and Count the glugs. My booze came in wood cases and glass and uh, straw. Like, when uh, I bought Booker's or, or bought, oh, you man. know, bourbon. My, at the end, mine booze had had handles on it. That's, <laughs> that's, so that's that's that is so sharp to to consider that because you're right. Everyone's pouring it's their own stuff. They're pouring to their exact taste, not realizing. And then, of course, places might water down the booze here and there, and and you've got that going on, and they don't know why it doesn't seem right. But you are right about about this thing because, like, I, I did my redid my basement and I made this, and I bet you I had I think I had um uptown. I don't even know what what's in that drink. Um, I just walked by and I was like doing stuff. I'm like, well, I might as well just make a drink. And because all you're doing is putting a cup in a thing and not picking out bottles, and there's some disconnect where you don't feel like you're you're boozing at three o'clock when you don't physically touch a bottle. There's a part of you you're not responsible. Right. Right. Because. Yeah. Ooh, I, I, that makes Uptown, total sense. Uptown is a perfect cleaning drink. It's an elegant, floral, and sweet gin drink with a mix of peach, white grape, lemon juices with a graceful cilantro kick. Is this one yeah. of the drinks that's yes. available for this uh, yeah. particular that's device? Drinks, so I'm not, I'm not making that. Like, <laughs> I'm not in its... Uh, yeah. I well, don't let, know. let me ask you, what does your, your future uh, wife uh, think of the machine? Or is that she why she's marrying it. you? It was one of those things. I think that was our first money discussion, even though it's mine. But that was one of the first things where I'm like, I'm thinking about getting this. Should I get it or not? And then she's like, do we need it? And then it got weird. I'm like, what's my money? If I want it, I'm getting it. The one divorced person here. Yeah, yeah, you know. I might also get... Yeah, I might also get an Oculus headset and this stuff. So I just used, you know, you had some credit card points. I'm like, all right, this is a dumb little toy. And she was kind of against it. So when, when we, when I got it and I made her the drink, she was like, oh, that's actually really good. I'm like, yeah. And there's no. So then the other, I had a show last night, and then. When I called her, she's like, oh, yeah, I walked by, and that thing makes great Cosmos. We need Cosmos, <laughs> uh, you know, Cosmo glass. Oh, you converted her. That's great. I'm like, here we go. But, uh, yeah, you know, they're a little pricey, but it's um, but it, it it's fun. So the answer, that was a long-winded version yeah. of we're just doing, um, yeah, uh, a short a, version of, of the thing. Cause yeah, a small not? wedding and everything. So, and, and but those get you, though. Cause even the small weddings, when you're like, oh, this would be super cheap. Boy, it's like things add up. So. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. do. But now that we know that for a uh, a gift for your wedding, we can get you those little K-Cups for your booze <laughs> machine. You can get the, the, yeah, you can get the K-Cups uh, 100%. And she's getting used to I don't, right, I haven't talked to you guys in a, in almost two years. No, I, been, we, I think we might, we might have done one. Why, why do I think it was? I don't remember. Well, if it is, my mind is blown because I, with the yeah, last so, time we talked so, to you, you'd moved into your compound. You had um, you had cameras down by like the uh, the mailbox and everything, and like you 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 were you were you were treating it like a high security system. 
That was the big yeah, deal. Yeah, yeah, and it's been it, then I, I'm losing the fight because <laughs> when you live in a that the house was built in 1820 or 1840, um, you know, because why would I want consistent temperature in every room? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Um, and I've, I've being on just those acres and just in the middle of nowhere, I just realized just what a fight for an animal not to bite you it is. <laughs> and I'm, I can't imagine living like in just the wilderness. Cause when I go to my trash can to pull it up the driveway, I'm constantly looking at random stuff that's probably at the trash can that's uh, going to jump out. Well, what, what, what kind of, uh, what kind of wildlife is in your, well, I've been playing a game for the last three months called Guess What Animal's in the Wall. <laughs> uh, I've played that game before. Yeah, and, uh, uh, you know, I, I had a wrong perspective of animals. Like, some animals have better PR. Like, I, I always saw possums were, were scary-looking and gross-looking. I uh, still kind of think they do, but then you realize how good possums are. Actually, they do a lot of good around the house. They, they do. They eat a lot of ticks. Yep. It, they kind of deal with a lot of stuff you don't feel. Mice you, that you don't feel like dealing with. Uh, chipmunks are kind of tools. Yeah. I got to <laughs> say, like chipmunks bust in your house and have, you know, illegal bowling tournaments <laughs> in your walls. And it's, uh, it's kind of mad. There's nothing like, and Preston, Preston talked about this, about like if a hamster gets out and gets into the wall and you're just sitting there and then, you know, it's quiet and you'll hear... Oh, yeah. We used to see that all the time. Yeah. It's maddening because there are a couple nights where it just starts to get scary. If your head gets in a bad place, you just now think they're killer chipmunks or whatever, and they're just trying to get through the walls, and they're almost – because the house is so old, it's it's weird. Every time the furnace goes off, I literally think uh, somebody is bombing the house. Like there's like a ship, and the ship is shooting cannonballs at the house, and it's – do you have an old like? It, is it a big house? Because I have my mine is in 1880. It's it's a, it's an older house. But when you know, and we have the, the the radiators, which I love the big you know metallic. I think they're it's awesome. But when they they start to kick on, you start to hear the water, you know, and and it, yeah yeah. <laughs> There's everything like so. The house is I don't know how many square two thousand maybe, but the, every room is little because people just had littler rooms back then, so and they were little in my. Yeah, my stairs going up or down, uh, I swear those things at the bottom are, are at 85% thing. They're almost straight up. When you go up to go down the stairs, you have to walk like Charlie Chapman. You have to put your heels together right. and go down because the steps themselves are so small. It's like a ramp, you're saying. Yeah, yeah and if you go, if you have like a six glug glug night of drinking, I've fallen down those steps, but you don't tumble. You do this really weird, like you're going on one of those water slides where right. you have to hold your arms at your chest and you slide because yep. you don't fall. You yeah. just fall. You slide quickly, but you land on your feet because it's so steep. That's I know, hilarious. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And it is so yeah, easy to slip down those stairs, man. It's you. I, I've done it in my feet. It's this house is awesome, but you know it's. I guess it sucks when you get to a certain age where I'm like, okay, this is the last time I'm moving. And then you go, yeah, I can only handle those stairs probably for another two years. You know? Or well, they, they actually just. I never go upstairs, and the chipmunks take over. Yeah. So, so we have we have uh, one, two. We we have uh, multiple flights of steps in the house, you know that, and it's 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 a workout. But in the general area of like Philadelphia, the, uh, years ago there was a ver- there was a a width of stair that became yeah. illegal, and and that they have to like we had to redo our side steps because of that very reason. People were dying. 
Yeah, it's my steps. I, I, you know, are like if you have a Peloton bike, you know, the the the, the room you have for the tips of your shoes. That's yeah. about as big as my stairs are. <laughs> uh, and, and just boy, walking. If you have a clothes basket, and you're going up or down. You have mm-hmm. to use the force. Yes. <laughs> you have, you have no very... vision. You're just like, I hope this works out for me. Man, That's well, hilarious. we're glad you're safe in spite of all that. Uh, just want to give people a heads up that uh, John is going to be at Helium Comedy Club. Got a show uh, tonight, two, two shows tonight and tomorrow night, uh, 7.30 and 10 p.m. And you can get the tickets at uh, heliumcomedy.com. Dude, it's always great to catch up with you. We're glad you're in Philadelphia. And next time, hopefully, uh, here in person. You wanted to add something, Marissa? I was going to give uh, John a, a tip, a trick. So if you hit either Command-V if you're on a Mac or Alt-V, it'll end your video. So you can magically disappear from our interview once uh, we're you done. To put your hands I, up you there. know what? That sounds neat, but I want, like, old, like, freight <laughs> car. I want a lever. I want, like, I want it to be dramatic. Where I'm yeah. like, see you, suckers. And I just pull, like, I'm trying to stop the train car with, you know, with brakes or something. I like that. We'll and, keep an eye out for Congratulations, it. by the way, too, on your... Yeah, thank yeah. you, guys. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. John Heffron, guys. Helium Comedy Club. Um, oh, wait a second. You know what? We... Uh, what? <laughs> oh, shoot. Well, I, I, hit, I hit a wrong button. I'm sorry about that. Uh, but here's a text from somebody that says, John is one of my favorite guests that you guys ever have on. He is so real. He is. And that's it. He's just... Uh, he's a great guy. He's just kind of a hangout and uh, talk and a uh, very funny version of that. Uh, so it was really cool to uh, have him on. Uh, we got a couple more minutes and some things that I wanted to make sure that I uh, get out before uh, the week is up. So I know we, we did a junk drawer yesterday, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. That doesn't matter. Well, we could, uh, Listen, man, you're, you're we could open pilot. up the store, I guess, if you sure. want to. Oh, and, uh, how about a junk drawer in the store? A stroll down the, uh, the aisles and see what odds and ends we have at the general store. Time to go to the general store for a quick little peruse around what's on the show these days. Yeah, well, this Preston Elliott. His bird is hanging out. <laughs> Wait, hey, hey. Excuse me. Zip up. Uh, so speaking of stores, uh, if you've ever gotten lost in a grocery store, researchers think that they are close to knowing why. Uh, University of Arizona researchers found that the brain may treat similar environments as if they are even more different than a pair of environments that have nothing in common. I don't know what that means. So uh-huh. some, you're more likely to be confused by something that is uh, is the same or familiar than perhaps things that are less familiar and less similar. Researchers have long struggled. To I think I just repeated what you said. How the brain remembers spatial environments, especially those that are similar. <laughs> uh, the experts' findings suggest this is how our brains walk a fine line between learning new information uh, while not using limited brain power to. Uh, relearn similar processes or experiences that occur every day. I know that when I go into any grocery store, one, you know, maybe in a, a different town or somewhere, right. and, you're, and you're stopping off at a store you don't normally go Everyone to. Everyone flocks around because a celebrity is showing up. Right, it happens. <laughs> no, but there there are uh, similarities to other stores and the layouts of, of grocery stores. When you start to see, when you start to see, like, uh, dog food mm-hmm. and cat food, you know that just around the corner is probably uh, paper plates and, and paper towels. So you're at the end like of that. the food range because now we're yes. feeding animals. Now, yeah, now, so and now then the getting... next the next step over is going to be house cleansers. Cleaning, cleaning products. Right, stuff like that. So on. Yeah. And you're right. The way stores are clustered and there is an absolute rhyme and reason to oh, it. Yeah. And there is an absolute exchanging of cash for consideration on end-of-aisle placement. But, like, for example, though, sometimes... 
You get a monkey wrench thrown at you now. I shop at Acme, and and and, and Acme is laid out exactly the way I like it. It makes very much intuitive sense. There was one time though where I was looking for pine nuts, oh. and I'm like pine nuts. There's like they got every kind of nut in this. I'm looking nuts after nuts after nuts, and I'm grabbing my nuts. I'm so and, and then <laughs> guess where they were. The uh, baking, baking section. Yeah. 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 Like baking, sometimes you'll find some things over there. Right. Uh, that are frequently used in that. It, right. Uh, it's like in, right. In that and you have to think. You almost have to do deductive reasoning. My my uh, observation as well is you ever notice that the, the produce section, a lot of times, is at the opposite end of the either the meat or dairy section. Yes. They're at opposite ends of the store. Well, so Preston, I heard this tip a long time ago and it always resonated so if you're like um potentially like on a diet or trying to just cook all of your meals um you stay in the outside of the supermarket yeah. okay so it's kind of like a circle the so processed stuff's in the middle exactly, that's exactly right. the okay. packaged stuff the stuff that can sit the shelf stable they'll call mm. it so you stay on the outsides and that's produce meats uh everything in the refrigerated section and you go around and yeah, even dairy. the frozen stuff yeah. is right. usually like one aisle in from the dairy right. and the cheeses and stuff okay. so in my mm. acme um, the, I go in. There is the produce. There is the uh, like the uh, the rotisserie chickens in the back, mm-hmm. and then you go you go around, and then there is the the, the meats and all that stuff. But everything, I, yeah, I guess that layout would make sense. Yeah, judging by what I'll tell you, what though, um, <laughs> my Acme has the coldest refrigeration section. <laughs> oh. It's like it's like holy hell! I actually slow it slows the aging process, <laughs> but uh, you know, but for the most part. If you know how one supermarket's laid out, you'll get the rest. Steve, uh, I, I agree with the Acme things. I will take you to Restaurant Depot or the Jetro lot where they have a whole freezer room oh. that you literally, in the middle of July, you need a coat to go into that area. All right. When I when I am shopping, and, and sometimes it'll be there are a variety of different stores, and depends if I got to pick something up on the way home, I may go to this store. If I'm nearby the house, I'll go to this store. So on and so on. So there, you know, but I I if I'm looking for a specific item. Um, I will consider myself, uh, here's the deal. I don't read the signs in the aisles. <laughs> and if I have to go and read a sign in the aisle, I feel like I've given up. No, you know, really? you're, you're looking, you're yeah, looking, are you looking you know at the I mean? first items at the end yeah, of the aisles? Yeah, look at the end cap. Like, no, I well, know. The end caps are usually different, but right. yes, I'll, I'll, I'll glance in just at, at the first few items and I'll know pretty much everything that's on that aisle. By your reckoning, what is the most consistently bizarrely placed stuff in, in a supermarket? So, because I've actually seen them separate the distilled water from like bottled water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To me, it's all water. But they may do that on purpose so that you don't accidentally buy, buy regular water right. when you need distilled water. Right. Because that can that's can be bad for you. Right. If you're using it for like a medical purpose or something like that. But maybe that's the reason. It's possible. I don't know, yeah. Steve. But the weirdest place, a lot of it is yeah, in that baking section where you know. You gotta be on your game, man. Yeah, sure. the, the weirdest place thing there for a while. I was eating these um, uh, really low calorie uh, chips. They were uh, they, they weren't uh, potato chips, but they were um, uh, like rice cakes or something. Can like I that. guess where? Yeah, sure. In the in the di- in the like the uh, like where they have the uh, the sugar free cookies and the stuff for diabetics. Nope, it was in the breakfast aisle. What? Oh. And it made no sense because huh. I was getting barbecued flavor. Huh. And I don't know why they would put them there. And I, mm. I, I walked around a few times. Finally, I gave in. I went to the service desk. I'm like, do you know where this is? And they're like, yeah. Hi, I'm, I'm Preston Elliott from uh, the MMR Morning Show. Yes. Uh, and I just grabbed this speaker here. Why is... Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you what. And, and they were like, they even they admitted, they were like, we don't know why we put we it there, know. but that's why they're there. 
in my Acme, you will have no problem whatsoever finding tortillas. Uh, flour oh, or corn because they're not in just one spot. <laughs> yeah. They're yes. uh, they're for some reason they're uh, close to like the the meat section. That makes uh, sense. They're also in the Tex Mex uh, yeah. Mexican section, and they're also in the bread section. Uh-huh. That's so right. Three different places. They'll sometimes plop some things like over by the deli. Mm-hmm. You can find some rolls over there, even you know, though it's not anywhere near where the breads are. You're exactly right. So because, because they know they you're going to pair. Oh, they're they're good. Yeah, they're good. They're good like that. It's very hard to find vegetarian food sometimes. Like they'll have a little section. Sometimes the refrigerated stuff will be in with the produce, but then some uh, supermarkets will split up the like sausage and bacon or fake bacon and put that in the breakfast. Or some of them have it all together. <laughs> That's yeah, really shopping. Yeah. Every time Very I get a new one. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. It's actually just me every day. <laughs> Where are the sausages? Where are the sausages? Um, hang on, Matt has an interesting uh, observation about these things. Hey, Matt, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, it's perfect. We're hey, in the store. What's up, my man? Uh, uh, talking back on what Marissa said earlier about, like, your produce sections and your deli and all that being, for the most part, on the perimeter of the store. Mm-hmm. I'm in construction, and they design it that way because those are the only areas of the stores that need plumbing, electrical, so on and so forth around to them where... You really don't need that on your cereal. That does make sense. However, though, at um, like uh, in my Acme, shout out to Mermaid uh, Lane, uh, the the uh, there are a few refrigerated um, uh, containers or shelves or or refrigerators that are off the wall that are uh, a couple of aisles in. So but but for the most part, that would make sense. So you're not running that much plumbing in those lines all the way to the middle of the store all the time. Correct. Right. All right. I Especially got it now. Produce and seafood, they're the ones that really, and, and, and uh, uh, I mean, produce, seafood, and any of the, the butcher department, they're going to need water for sure because they got to clean up over oh, there. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, all right. So, anyhow, I uh, like that. That's a look at uh, at the grocery store. Let's uh, go down another aisle and see what else we can find. You and Tom, the show's over here. Get out of here, kid. You bother me. Uh, this is great. So, Black Friday's coming up, right? Yes. All right. And it's all about shopping. But there's another thing that fr- that Friday is known as, and it's in the plumbing world, and it's known as Brown Friday. Oh, my God. Because of Thanksgiving. Yes. Wow. And they literally call it Brown Friday. Oh, those poor bastards. Uh, the day after Thanksgiving, uh, and according to Roto-Rooter, one of the largest plumbing repair and sewer and drain cleaning services in the U.S., they call it Brown Friday. Um, and it's the busiest day. Uh, for plumbing and drain service providers. No doubt. Uh, there are several factors that contribute to the issue. Large gatherings, meal preparation, and kitchen cleanup overload sinks and disposals, while post-meal waste loads mm. use toilets and sewers, creating lots of work for plumbers. Uh, many Thanksgiving hosts also have overnight guests who take showers, baths, flush toilets, yep. and might even do a load of laundry or two. Uh, and this has led companies like Roto-Rooter to dub the day Brown Friday Gross. due to the amount of sewage and wastewater that they deal with. Uh, they typically see a 50% increase in call 50. volume over an average Friday and 21% uptick in business over any other four-day weekend period. It's crazy. So they don't get a four-day weekend at all. They're all working on Friday, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. So uh, to avoid plumbing and drain trouble over Thanksgiving weekend, follow these tips. Never pour grease, turkey drippings, or cooking oil down drains. Well, that's a standard, right? They solidify in right. the pipes and they choke the drains. Uh, don't put potato peels, 
poultry skins, bones, rice, or pasta down the garbage disposal. Uh, disposals can handle small quantities of scraps, but most food should go into the trash can or compost pile. So I think I told you, Casey, the potato peels. Yeah. Don't do it. Because normally I'm, we would just peel them right into the sink. Yep. So there's no... Don't do that. Is there, that any, is there any garbage disposal unit that is meant for pulverizing things? Or- well, it does. It, so these do pulverize. So I had... we Ours got clogged up. Called, thank God our friends at Horizon. This guy came over. It was super nice. He fixed it for us. And he he showed me. He took it out and he goes, this was in there. And it's this gray plug of yeah. stuff. And he flat out told me, he's like, potato peels? And he yeah. said, eggs. Don't put your eggshells in there. Oh, yeah. He told me, he said, they're like a net. Okay, you would think that they would grind up. They have this, um, eggshells have a, um, a, membrane. Uh, a membrane on the inside. That's insane that in the membrane. membrane, for some reason. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. You know, okay, you're not going to have it? <laughs> Wee! Wee! That's uh, insane about that membrane. But but he said that that will, that will cause what he described to be like a net, and it doesn't go away. It doesn't break down. It huh. just adds up. And the potato peels are another thing, too. So I was the same way, Casey. I'd throw all vegetables, peelings, whatever, yeah. uh, and, and also eggs. Anytime I made omelets, whatever, threw that stuff right into the garbage disposal. And it'll it'll work, yeah. but over time it's, it's going to build, build up. up. Uh, and That's insane about that membrane. And you're going to have to get uh, you're going to have to make a plumbing call, uh, service call. We have a composter in the back, which is uh, it's good. So you know, obviously you can. It's it's amazing. I <laughs> we have yet to use anything that's been created by a. Buddy. I know. Same here. We yeah, have one too. <laughs> Carter started it. Yeah. We use never it. use it. <laughs> really? Not for the garden? Not yeah, it's not, not yet. It's, it's huh. still working on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to take like five years for us to get anything useful out of it. Because you can put the eggshells in there. And the, That's what he does. Everything, yeah. Well, you, you, can't put, you can't put protein in it, though. You couldn't put like no. a... Yeah. No. You, you put vegetables. Right, in right. Like Raw you couldn't put like, a, like a, an old mafia hit. In the city, you have to pay to get it picked up. Like, you can get a bucket, put it on your doorstep, and then you have to pay for someone to come and pick it up. And do what with it? I guess they just have a big compost area where they collect everybody's at once. Chuck it in the school. I thought thought you were compost for yourself. That's pretty much it. And the burbs. Hey, do you, Nick, uh, do you have a, uh, like, one of those big barrels that you collect rainwater for? No, I want one. Yeah, I should do that. I mean, you don't. You can just kind of make it yourself. Yeah, they sell them at a hardware store. We um, have one. We never use it. What do you never do with it? it? What do you, you do use with rainwater? It for for um, gardening. You yeah. know, so instead of okay. using the hose, you can uh, just use, actually, you can attach a hose to the bottom of it. And then the one that they sell at uh, Do It Best Hardware in uh, Wayne, it, there's a little attachment at the bottom of it. And you would just run the, the hose from there into the garden. All right. So, by the way, uh, again, those things you don't want to put down in, in the, the garbage disposal are potato peels, poultry skins, bones, rice, and pasta. Tan grenades. Eggshells. Uh, disposals can handle small quantities. Uh, don't flush wet wipes down the toilet. We've heard definitively now. Is this the definitive? Even though, don't flush, even, even though they say you can. Even the flushable ones, don't do it. They're, yeah. they're over time. If you're doing it enough, did it's going to cause you a problem. Did the Horizon guy tell you about that? Because he, he no, because we don't we don't use them. Because so. I did have them over for for a plumbing issue, and they told me that exact same thing. Even the ones that say that they can be flushed cannot. Uh, place a plunger in guest bathrooms to save your guests the embarrassment of having to ask for one. Yes, definitely do that. I've had to ask for one before. It sucks. Do you have like a ladle I need to scoop some turds out of this? Sorry, I, I, I gummed up your works here with my gigantic turds. Can you help? Uh, and then it also says to spread out showers and laundry loads if you can do that. Nice. These are some suggestions, some suggestions for Brown Friday. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, which That's is the worst. All right, one more. Yeah. One more item from the store. Um, 
Do you guys want to hear a hey, new mister. dating trend thing? Mm. Or would you rather hear... What is uh, the general store now, like a brothel? The most popular <laughs> dog names. What would you rather hear? <laughs> Let's do the dating. All right, we'll do the dating. Yeah. Um, the new dating term is called pocketing. Okay. okay. It's like... Uh, so docking? Uh, no, it's not, uh, <laughs> not like docking. Sorry. Uh, pocketing is when a new partner is actively avoiding acknowledging your existence online and is going out of their way to avoid introducing you to any of their friends and family. Oh. Uh, a relationship expert at eHarmony, Rachel Lloyd, says the behavior doesn't necessarily mean the person is cheating, but says that those who do it often want to reap the benefits of a relationship while also living a single life online. Ooh. So is part of this pocketing process, like, it would it be at the beginning of a relationship, or if can one be pocketed? Well into a relationship. I, I think that it has to start from the beginning. Right. So, yeah. And then if it drags on for a long time, then you got to go, what's up? What's going on here? Uh, you know, am I your bae or not? Right. I may be guilty of this. Okay. Really? Explain. Yeah. Like, my boy, I, I, it takes me a really long time to post a significant other on my social media. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I never see your yeah, significant you, other. You date for a while uh-huh. before you ever reveal to us. That you've got someone in your life. And a lot of it, too. They, oh, my God. This is so negative to think of it. It's like, I don't want to have to go back and erase those photos. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, no, like, I get it. Let me make yeah. sure that this is for real. This is really happening. Also, do you remember her deal with World Be Free when she, <laughs> yeah. she broke? But once you Moses, do post that, uh, Marissa, that it just invites questions and commentary. And so, like, you then have to deal with that. And so there's an aspect of it where you're also protecting their privacy a little bit. Yep. Mm. Yeah, and sometimes then, it's weird to like tag. I'm sorry, Preston. Yeah. Weird to like to tag them, and then people start clicking on it. No, that, and, start and there are people that are opposite of that who immediately look at us. Yeah, you know. Oh my and, god! Yeah, and wow. then, like uh, Kim and Pete. Yeah, but it goes I also downhill real quick. Marissa, I, I wasn't sure if you and Matt were even together anymore, <laughs> and then and I wasn't going to say anything, and then you had mentioned him yesterday uh, off out. off air. I was like, okay, they, they are still together. Yeah, yeah, no, no, we are just having posted little photos together. I'd rather uh, post my boozy milkshakes. Well, I saw you with a huge milkshake. <laughs> yesterday so that was it was, was pretty cool it was really good so signs that you're being pocketed could include your partner's never replying to your social media comments yeah removing your tagged pictures from their profile uh-huh. and never adding your tagged stories to their account mm. how dare them <laughs> elaine parker dating expert and ceo of safer date says that this behavior can also be a sign of a controlling partner who is insecure or jealous about their other half the experts say that if you think you're being pocketed, you should have an open and honest conversation with your partner about how you are feeling. And if they do not open up or get defensive, it might be time to reevaluate the relationship. What a morass of crap. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad I, you know, I met and you know, got married when I did, you know, because there's just so much more to consider now. So so much more. Like pocketing. Don't don't you think OJ would have killed Nicole? Oh. Years earlier, if they had him in social media, <laughs> yeah. oh with, with his level of jealousy. Well, and think about that whole like Kardashian level of social media. He, yeah, maybe he'd be going out of his mind. Yep, All right. which he is. We got to close up shop, gang. Sorry about that. The general store. That's Preston Elliott waving goodbye to you. Hope you come back very soon. Yeah. Uh, we will come back soon, but not to the store. We're going to return in a moment, and we're going to get into the bizarre files, so make sure that you stay with us. But in the meantime, as you are hanging out, why don't you call in and try and win a copy of Free Guy. 
starring Ryan Reynolds, which is on digital and available now. We will take five. What's that? Good movie. Five callers at 215-263-WMMR, and we will give you a copy of that. We'll be right back. 93.3 WMMR, celebrating 40 years of Pierre on the air. Naturally, when you're on the air as much as Pierre has been, you're going to have a fair amount of influence over your audience. And such was the case with one Central Jersey listener who grew up to have an audience of his own by the name of John Stewart. People uh, were actually wondering if you grew up listening to MMR. Yeah, I grew up listening to MMR. I grew up listening to Pierre Robert, for God's sakes. Really? Yeah. Central Jersey or North Jersey? Central Jersey, Mercer County. Well, yeah, MMR was the one that gave you the first taste of uh, of the danger. <laughs> the danger? Yeah, because uh, the other stations, you know, you sort of grew up listening to, there was an AM station. All right. And that was the one that uh, taught you a little bit about, like, the fifth dimension <laughs> and uh, uh, those kinds of bands. And then you'd head down to MMR, and, and uh, they'd introduce you to Led Zeppelin. Excellent. And then Excellent. you realized that there were things that you could, uh, let's say, grow and smoke. <laughs> let's just say that. Hey, this is John Stewart. You're listening to Pierre Robert on WMMR, the station and the DJ that corrupted me as a youth. God bless Pierre Robert. The tightest show in radio. Congratulations from all of us at MMR. All right, we have a bizarre file to do. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. Brought to you this morning by Iron Hill Brewery. Their top-selling IPAs and seasonal beers are on sale everywhere. Available at Craft Beer is sold locally. You can visit ironhillbrewery.com and click Beer Finder to find a new a retailer near you. Uh, let's see, an Ontario uh, teenager has been arrested after allegedly stealing $46 million from one person in a massive cryptocurrency scam in the United wow. States. $46 million. Yeah, a teenager. Okay. Police announced the arrest after a joint investigation with the FBI and the United States Secret Service Electronic Crimes Task Force that began in March of 2020. Well, they always say go for an amount that won't be so obvious. According to police, the victim had been targeted by a SIM swap attack, a method of manipulating cellular network carriers so scammers can intercept two-factor authentication requests. Oh, boy. Some of the stolen cryptocurrency was used to purchase an online username that was considered to be rare in the gaming community, and this transaction led investigators to uncover the account holder of the rare username. So this guy wanted a gamer tag, and that was his (laughs) downfall. Uh, this transaction wow. led to that, wow. and a youth was arrested in uh, was arrested earlier this year in connection with the incident for the theft over five thousand dollars in possession of uh, property or proceeds of property obtained by crime. The age of the suspect has not been released by investigators. They said that this is the largest cryptocurrency scam involving one person in Canadian history. Of course. As the case makes its way through the courts, police are asking the public to be vigilant in the security of their funds whether they are held in crypto or centralized currency. But this kid stole $46 million. It's it's a good lesson. Worth of crypto. If you're missing $46 million, you need to ask how that happened. Yes, please do. 
A woman who helped deliver her best friend's baby claimed that just days later she discovered that her own husband was the father of the child. Oh, man. Haley Custer. This is right out of Maury. Who is from uh, Wickenburg, Arizona, said that she was left heartbroken after finding out her husband of six years, Travis Bowling, had allegedly cheated on her with her close pal. The mother of four said after being there every step of the way to support the, her unnamed best friend during the pregnancy and birth, including wearing the hospital's daddy wristband, uh, she was devastated when she spotted a, a specific birth defect on the baby's neck that was identical to the one her wow. husband has. Yeah, and that's how she found out. After confronting the pair about the suspicions that her partner had fathered the baby, she claimed her worst fears were confirmed, and she now alleges that Bowling had cheated on her with up to 30 women during their marriage. Doesn't seem committed to it, does he? Despite the infidelity, Custer says that she welcomed her first friend into the home after she gave birth because she had nowhere to go. She said, I kept thinking of my kids at the end of the day. This is their blood sibling, and I'm not going to be the one who causes harm to that child. It's a good woman. Uh, she said in one clip that she decided to get sober after she she became pregnant with her own child years earlier, and she wanted to help her friend, who was also an addict, do the same. Jeez. When she had noticed the hereditary defect on the baby's neck a few days after they got home from the hospital, she claimed that she knew right away that the baby was her husband. She said, I'm familiar with the defect because my older son has it. It's an extra piece of cartilage that grows out of the side of his neck. Um, and that she would spot that and know that immediately. Uh. She said, I was changing um, her daughter, and I noticed that she had what we call the bowling bumps, and several of his other children have it as well. So I knew exactly that the baby was my husband. So, yeah, it was kind of a strange way to find out about that. A New Zealand woman had to call police for help when she found herself being held hostage by a possum in her home. The woman said she was unpacking her car at her home when she felt something run up her leg. Oh, my God. She soon realized it was a possum and ran into her house. Each time she tried to go outside, the possum would reappear and charge at her. Sounds rabid, Yes, absolutely. Uh, Police... Police arrived at the woman's home and were speaking to her through a window when the possum climbed an officer's leg. The officer was able to stun the possum with the beam of his flashlight, and it was placed in a box with some dry pet food. The animal was relocated to an area far away from the woman's home, uh, and police say the animal may have been formally kept as a pet or may have just recently been separated from its mother. Now, I said rabid. I don't think... Are possums the ones that can't catch rabies? I don't know. That's a good question, because we have a picture up here on the screen, and this looks nothing like any possum yeah. I've ever it's seen. A, it's a New Zealand possum. It's, uh, Steve, I, I pulled up a photo from this article, and it's a very oh. different looking animal. It's cute. It is. It's much cuter than American possums. But obviously ornery. Nick, can you do me a favor yeah. and search and see if possums can get uh, rabies or not? I know there's some rodent uh, out I, there. I know you're right. I've heard something similar. Or something like yeah. that, that that can't have rabies. So, all right. It's uh, extremely rare in opossums. Oh, there you go. There we okay. go. All right. Uh, let's see. An unfortunate bear was finally freed after having his head stuck in a plastic container for nearly a month. Now, I know it's horrible when these things happen, 
But it's pretty funny looking. You got to admit well, that. Because we know that he was freed. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know, but it's yeah. it's funny <laughs> looking when it, when it's on their head. Uh, I ain't no fortunate bear. Uh, the bear was first spotted several weeks ago, and biologists attempted to track and trap the animal, but were unable to locate it. Uh, I feel so stupid. Uh, the bear was spotted again three weeks later when it appeared on a resident's backyard security camera with the container still stuck on its head. A bucket head. Uh, this time, state officials were able to successfully locate the animal and tranquilize it. Uh, they say that they removed the plastic container uh, from around the 250-pound female bear's face. Bear watch! Officials theorize the container may have been part of an automatic feeder, uh-huh. which is likely why the bear was able to survive so long with his head stuck inside of it. Because there was food in there. It had a meal in there for him. <laughs> Officials say the freed bear appeared to be healthy and was able to eat. And there you go. That's what we have. That's wild. In the bizarre file for you. Let's take a break. Come back in a second. And we'll see how you're doing and how you've been paying attention, whether or not. And uh, we'll have the lesson question, trash, and music news. Stay put. Did you know you could listen to all of WMMR's podcasts as well as our live stream on your Alexa-enabled device? It's easy. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We're going to do today's lesson question, and we're going to give away a prize. That is a pair of tickets to see the very funny Sebastian Maniscalco and the Nobody Does This Tour. Wells Fargo Center, it's next week on the 24th. The question this morning has to be, who is Vina's sister? 215-263-WMMR. Who is Vina's sister? 215-263-WMMR. Goes way back to the 7 o'clock hour. Let's see if you know the answer. The sister of Vina. The sister of Vina is who? Let's do the trash right call. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by KGL Skin. And KGL is testing a a, a topical uh, treatment for facial acne on teens and young adults with moderate to severe acne. It'd be great if it was tropical, right? They send you to an awesome location. Yes, it's fantastic. Topical, though. Get some tan. If qualified, though, you may be paid up. $350. $350. KGL Skin Study Center.com for information. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, John Goslin, formerly of John and K Plus 8, telling Dr. Oz that he hasn't spoken to his twin daughters, Maddie and Kara, in eight years. Gosselin says the last thing he wants to do is be a helicopter parent. <laughs> there you go. Sean Mendez and Camilla Cabello have split up after two years of dating. The singers posted on Instagram saying they will always share a bond that cannot be undone, no matter how much one of them refused to do anal. Oh, oh my God. Wow. Yeah. And finally, Teresa Judice says she's tired of thinking everyone has the right, uh, everyone who thinks they have the right to discuss her impending marriage to fiance Marty Caffrey. Judice says she constantly mentions how much she loves her privacy throughout all 11 seasons of her reality. <laughs> That's All right, we'll go for an answer here, and we need to know who Vina's sister is, sister of Vina. Uh, we will go to Larry for the answer. Hey, Larry. 
Yes. Hey, Larry. Hey, Larry. Uh, hey, Larry. Do me a favor. Tell me who Vina's sister is. Serena. Serena. Yeah. Yes. You got it, buddy. Hang on, Larry. Hey, Larry. We're going to set you up with a pair of tickets to Sebastian Maniscalco. Nobody does this tour. It's coming to Wells Fargo Center on November 24th. The tickets are on sale now at wellsfargocenterphilly.com. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, it is brought to you this morning by uh, Horizon Services. The last thing you need is plumbing problems with visitors in town. You know, Horizon Services is offering up the uh, up to $200 off select plumbing repairs with same-day service. You can visit horizonservices.com. We will begin with news about Jerry Cantrell, Allison Chain's co-founder. Uh, recorded a digital event called An Evening with Jerry Cantrell last night. And the stream was an intimate performance that was recorded live from Los Angeles. Uh, the sold-out performance included a six-song set, storytelling, and a Q&A hosted by actor-comedian Jeff Garland. Huh. Uh, the stream will be a ticketed event on Wednesday, December 1st. That seems wild that Jeff Garland would host that event. Yeah. Mm, maybe they know each other. Yeah. You know, it uh, might be a case like that. So, I mean, uh, he's a big Goldbergs fan. By the way, Jerry Cantrell <laughs> will be at the TLA on April 3rd, by the way. Pearl Jam, uh, Eddie Vedder. It will release. Uh, he will release his latest solo set, uh, Earthling, is what it's going to be called, and it's coming up February 11th via his own Seattle Surf imprint. Uh, Eddie has just issued a lyric video for the album's second single, "The Haves," and uh, that's all I have about that. I really don't have any other information about it. So I uh, was watching yesterday on Paramount Plus. They have a whole bunch of archived. Um, Unplugged uh, sessions, yeah. and I, so I watched Pearl Jam, and I mean, they're just so great, you know, yeah. especially early on in their careers. And he's just a dynamic vocalist. Um, but but around I, one time, what album had just come out? After? That was ten. It was ten. Okay. That was ten. Yeah. So they basically had done all of ten, pretty much. And I mean, uh-huh. he's just belting it out. And it's crazy. But then I was, uh, and I was reminded of the time. When uh, we pulled a fast one on Nick yeah. and played a... Because they had been rumoring that uh, Pearl Jam was going to have a new album. And that was in 2019. I had completely forgotten that they'd released Gigaton last year. Have we played any... Yeah, we played what? Dance of the Clairvoyance for a little bit. Okay. Uh, the Super Blood. Super, but Wolf nothing Moon. hit, right? Nothing was like... No, no major hits off of it. Right. When they did the show in uh, Atlantic City... Or not Atlantic City, um, Asbury Park. They did six or seven songs off the new record, which is a lot of songs to do in a s- relatively short show yeah. off a new record. You know, at, at a festival. At a festival show, yeah. It's not a, like a full-on concert. So, uh, listen, it's a good album if you like Pearl Jam. You know, it, it's, it sounds like Pearl Jam. Um, I, I enjoy it. But I think six or seven songs from a new record at a festival show. That's not right. A bit much. That's not right. And, and also, it goes to our discussion the other day about... Um, Bands that are competent releasing good music, but not chasing the hit. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, the Stones have new music. The Who uh, puts out new music. Bruce. And they're just and not... nobody cares. Nobody, yeah. Well, <laughs> I think that they yeah. care. Nah, it's not just, nobody. It's not. I, mean, I was joking. Yeah, no, no, but I know what you're saying. Song, I just know you're not going to care, man. <laughs> Uh, who was it? Marissa or Casey brought up the the U two record that's is still on everybody's yeah. uh, phone, you know. And like, it's not a bad record. It's just people don't listen to it like they listen to Joshua Tree or Octum, mm. maybe. Nick, I have a question. Was was there a, a Pearl Jam uh, MTV Unplugged that was never aired? 
Well, that's the one that Casey's talking about. And so they, it took a long time for them to okay. air it's it. It's the same thing. Okay. Yeah. And, and they had been touring in Europe and then... Um, like they they were forced to do an acoustic gig because literally like the equipment didn't show up. There was a, some sort of malfunction or whatever, uh. and so they they found out that they could do that competently. And then uh, Nirvana had uh, there were uh, Eric Clapton, uh, his unplugged was really popular. Oh, yeah. And then so Pearl Jam came back and did theirs. Okay, uh, one last story. Uh, Dave Frischberg, a prolific comedic jazz songwriter whose work stretched more than five de- decades, passed away on Wednesday. I know you probably don't know the the name. He was 88 years old. He worked prominently with uh, several major artists over his long career, but he's best known, perhaps, for his contribution to the 1970s Saturday morning cartoon Schoolhouse Rock and the song I'm Just a Bill was one that he had written. And I think uh, we had that sent over, uh, Casey, if you have that handy. Find that for you. Um, He was born in 1933 in St. Paul, Minnesota. Fishberg learned to play jazz and other forms of popular music from a young age after graduating the University of Minnesota. With a journalism degree, he served in the Air Force for two years, after which he moved to New York City to pursue his music career. Made a name for himself through his humorous compositions, often referencing or satirizing popular culture and current events. And he moved to Los Angeles in 1971, where he began working as a session musician and film and TV composer, and that led eventually to his work on Schoolhouse Rock. And I'm just, I'm a, just bill. a bill. Yes, I'm only a bill. And I'm sitting here on Capitol Hill. Well, it's a long, long journey to Now that's not him singing. City. Uh, it's a long, that's the same guy that's saying uh conjunction junction. He yeah. passed away a few years ago. I'll be a law someday. At least I hope and pray that I will. But today I am still just a bill. Uh, so it's one of the most popular uh, Schoolhouse Rock oh, yeah. songs ever uh, and has been parodied by The Simpsons and Saturday Night Live, just to name a few. You know, uh, Harry Chapin's brother, Tom Chapin, also wrote for Schoolhouse Rock. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, he was also nominated, by the way, uh, David Frischberg was, for the Best Jazz Vocals Grammy Award four times. Huh. Uh, moved to Portland in uh, 1986 and remained there until his death, continuing to record and perform well into the 2010s. So he had been at it for quite a long time. So sad news. And that is what we wrap up the music news with. Let us take a break. I want to remind you, we do have a new Daily Rush video. Uh, if you want to see more of the Camp Out for Hunger recaps, we've got uh, Mike Kerr of Royal Blood, Scotty cool. Hartnell, uh, Danny Briere and Brad Marsh, and Robert Irvine and Mark Murphy as they ride the can drop. <laughs> it's sponsored by Xfinity's Gig Speed Internet. Learn more at Xfinity.com, by the way. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Stay with us. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Listen on our mobile app or go to WMMR.com. Are you an MMR VIP? Sign up for free at WMMR.com for access to VIP contests, special deals, and to be the first to know about important stuff. It's like having an MMR backstage pass without having to do something nasty to get it. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Jack Black, I like that uh, trippy sound of that song, 93.3 WMMR. It's called Taking Me Back. I'd love to see Corey Feldman dance to that. Oh, my God. <laughs> He'd have to be wearing that silver hoodie. That kitty suit. Yeah. Kitty, kitty. <laughs> you said Jack Black, though. Oh, did I say Jack Black? You I'm did. sorry, Jack White. It was great when those two finally got yes. to meet each other. Yes. <laughs> it was cool. Uh, were they going to talk about uh, 
a band called the Gray Stripes or something like that. <laughs> because black and white make yeah, gray? Yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, okay, anyhow, not Jack Black. Jack White on MMR. It is 1038, and we are wrapping up today's show. And I would like to thank, thank uh, John Heffron for being here. Yes. John will be at Helium Comedy Club tonight and tomorrow. There's two shows each night, so go by and see him because he is very funny and he's a super nice guy, too. Um, and that's it. That's the only guest we had on the air this morning. We have another guest who is uh, sashaying over ah. to the microphone as we speak, taking a sip, making sure that, uh, oh, ah. too hot. How's too that whiskey? Hot. You good whiskey. Yeah, you look like you just took a big old shot of something. I did. Nice. Shot of love. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Salty. Hey, now. How you doing? Well, I mean, love in the form of liquid coffee. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. Okay. Nothing like Duncan. Mm. <laughs> What's up in your world, man? How you doing? Um, I am doing just a spectacular. I love that. Uh, yeah. I've I, been enjoying listening to the clips of your oh, yeah. 40th celebration. Yeah. My misadventures through the years. Um, what was today? John, John Stewart. Stewart. John Stewart. Yeah. yeah. John that was Stewart. great. I remember that interview. That was okay, awesome. Really? Yeah, yeah, totally. Huh. Yeah. I had no idea that he had grown up listening to the station. Mm. <laughs> kind of like the DeLeo brothers of STP. What? I was working for you at the time. Do you remember how that interview went about? I was running ever so slightly ever so behind. Ever so slightly behind. So I'm on the John phone. Stewart? Yeah, so okay. Pierre had to come in early to record it because John Stewart was doing a show at the Tower, and uh, I believe the interview was scheduled to start at 8.30, and uh, so John Stewart calls promptly at 8.30, and Pierre is not here. <laughs> and so I, I had to talk to John. I'm a huge John Stewart fan, and I was a little nervous picking up the phone and having a conversation with him, and he said... Uh, well, do you know when he's going to be in? <laughs> and I said, well, I really, he's supposed to be here now. And so we kind of like stalled for a minute. And then you came into the booth studio, which is where we recorded it. And we were able to get it on. And, and so we made it happen. But I, I was like sweating bullets. And I'm sure you were because, you know, I, I know you wanted to chat with him as well. Right. Um, I'd forgotten about that till now. But... <laughs> and yeah. it ended up being a great interview. I mean, he's so conversational and easy to chat with and grew up listening to the station, which is a cool yeah. thing. I mean, he's, he couldn't be cooler. Nice. So, nice. Fun stuff. Yeah, and there's more to come. There's there are more, more to come. come. There's me yeah. flying the Pink Floyd blimp. Um, yes. That's coming. Or has that already aired? I don't think that is. No, no, there was yeah. the racehorse. The racehorse, yeah. right. Um, the World uh, Series. Oh, is that in there? Yeah, that's yeah. in there. And then they had the have variety of... Has that uh, happened already? Did they already yeah, run that yep, one? they already ran that one. And then the variety of uh, shows that you've been a part of that, oh, right, the, uh, right. that Pierre presents. Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, so, so that clip ran. Oh, There's and just... I wanted to mention something else really cool that's happening. On the website, um, if you have taken a picture with Pierre at any time over the years and you have a digital photo of it, or you can take a photo of the photo you have and you can upload it, we have a digital photo album. It's great. Of oh, wow. Pierre pics. So it's called Pierre and Me. I uploaded one yesterday of you and I in Tahoe. Oh. Oh, cool. Sharing a cup of coffee. Um, Bill Weston posted one. And if you just go through, you'll see a ton of listener photos from concerts. How do I do that? Day because up in the slopes. Jim Sutcliffe from Live Nation, uh, hopefully back to Live Nation soon. Uh, Live Nation, rehire Jim Sutcliffe. Uh, he's the best. Um, he's still, you know, kind of on a partial leave, but he does some things. He sent me a picture, the only picture I have of me and Neil Young. Oh. Um, and um, I thought that would be a fun one to put up there. Yes, well, there's actually two galleries. So if you go to WMR.com, there is a photo of, of photos of you from over the years with celebrities and um, all sorts of dolphins <laughs> kissing you uh, on the cheek. Dolphins sent in a picture. <laughs> oh, look, it Flipper sent that. <laughs> and then there's the Pierre and Me gallery, which you can just click upload yourself. I'll, okay. I'll walk you through it later today. Excellent. Okay. I'll nice. be ready to rock. Uh, how about we do our letter of the day? Ready? Thinking. All right. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. 
Now, the Daily Letter. The Preston and Steve Show brought to you today by The Letter. R as in roof. All right, and with R, our final letter, that means we need number caller. Let's do number 6-215-263-WMMR. You get to take a crack at telling us what the word is, and we do have a prize to give away with that. What are you giggling at? You'll see. Okay. I'll see? You will see. Oh, the word, I guess? Okay, I I don't pay attention to that. I uh, have to look to Pierre and wait to hear great day in the morning to figure (laughs) out whether or not they... Have given us a correct word or not? It's a convoluted road we're traveling. <laughs> oh, great! Uh huh. So, I love uh, it when that happens. Yes, occasionally that can happen, even with the sharpest minds like mine. Mm. Um, but there you go. All right, what's on the up program, on the program? Thank you for asking. <laughs> <laughs> what's up? Here's what's on the show today. What's on the show today? <laughs> the damn show, uh, Dylan. We got oh. Bob Dylan coming in to sing an hour for me. Oh, wow. Not really. No. Uh, I have Bob Dylan tickets uh, and um, <laughs> Bob Dylan tickets for the Met in a week or so. Um, so I've got uh, those to give away. I've got Smith and Myers at that newly opened Brooklyn Bowl. Uh, that's coming up in December. And uh, also we'll have uh, a workforce block of... Uh, some Shine Downy material and some Smith and Myers and uh, some Gin Blossoms because they're playing the Hard Rock in Atlantic City tomorrow. They've made some great music over Oh, yeah, I would love the Gin Blossoms. I just love yeah. Allison Road. Ah, that's probably my favorite Gin Blossom song is Allison Road. Follow You Down is the one I keep hearing. Mm. I'll follow you down. Yeah. Great songs. So I love that kind of music. And uh, we will do a block of them, block of the Black Crows. Uh, some vinyl for Tommy Conwell and the Young Rumblers because they're playing the Ardmore Music Hall uh, Saturday uh, night. So we're, we've got an action-packed program. Excellent. All right, yeah. we're ready for action. <laughs> Let's rock. Let's go to the uh, phones. We're looking for caller number six. It's Paula. Uh, Paula, hello there. Hi, yes. Paula, do you know the word of the week? I hope so. Uh, what, what is it? Saper. What Will you spell that for me, Paula? S. A-P-E-R. Great day in the morning! Saper. Saper. One one who sapes. One who sapes. One who participates in saping. Yeah, well, saping is the the great new trend. And you remember Saper, man. Well, (laughs) that is the new DC franchise. Yes. What were you saying, Paula? No, I I was I thought it may have been super, but I was uh, now I stuck with the A. Yeah, Stick to your guns. Yeah. Sometimes it's done on purpose just to make sure you're paying attention, Paula. Not hey, in this I'm case. always paying attention <laughs> when there's money involved. Damn right, and it's five hundred dollars. Yeah. From Ashley Homestore. Yeah, congratulations, Paula. Hang on the line. We'll get your information. We'll take care of that. And don't forget, you can visit Ashley Homestore's eleven area locations. Or AshleyFurniture.com for their 12 days of Black Friday deals that are going on. I'm going to take this moment to thank our sponsors as we're wrapping up. We would like to thank Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin' is the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. It's also brought to you today by Acme. Download the Acme app to see your all new deals, rewards, and perks today. Visit AcmeMarkets.com for details. And Iron Hill Brewery's top-selling IPAs and seasonal beers. They are now available everywhere that craft beer is sold locally. Next week, Thanksgiving week, so a short broadcast week for us, but we're going to have some great guests on the program. Big J. Okerson will be joining us. Adam Ferraro will be on the program. 
And in preparation for that 6 ABC Thanksgiving Day Parade, our buddy Rick Williams will be joining us. We'll have a few other things, too. That's it. We're done. Rage on and have yourself a wonderful weekend, and we'll see you later, gang. Bye-bye. Hey everybody, it's good to have you on the The glowing lights, fresh cut trees. Find all the holiday happenings at Lowe's Winterfest. With savings on select appliance special values, plus free local delivery over $396. And $20 savings on a Craftsman 20-volt max drill kit. Was $79, now $59. Make more holiday at Lowe's. Home to any budget, home to any possibility. While supplies last, valid through 12-8. Appliance offer restrictions and other fees may apply. See store for details. U.S. only.